This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. What up? I got to find an intro for this podcast. We listen to a lot of Mark Marin and some Adam Carolla a little bit, and they all have like a little thing. Get it on, gotta get it on. No choice, you know what I mean? Mark Marin is like, is what the fuck? What the fucksters? What the blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. We don't have one of those. It's just like I'm hey. surprised it's not a big stinky bong rip. We don't. I, you know, it was for many for many episodes. <laughs> you brought that up to be honest. I've. Uh, I almost made it through 420 last night. Yesterday, almost. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So I haven't I haven't smoked weed in like a couple of weeks. I'm I'm on a no weed thing. Congratulations. Yeah, it How just wasn't feel? amazing. I feel amazing. I'm not even kidding. I feel great. It's it was it wasn't working. Jesse Combs. Hello. This, <laughs> hello everybody. Yeah, I'm sure this Matt, is lay back down on the couch. Exactly what you wanted to talk about in this program. If you saw the look on my face, it would be pure surprise. Shock. Yeah, yes. no, shock. It you know what? Sooner or later you got to Look at your like life choices and just not that they're there's anything wrong, but like, is this working for me? Is this improving my life or not? Yeah. And whatever that choice is, whether it's smoking weed or whether it's doing whatever it is you're doing. So you're on mushrooms right so now. So right oh, now I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> there's no weed at all. No. I gotta tell you guys then I'm gonna quit. Yeah, I'll see y'all later. The problem is I was <laughs> you know you smoke this this indica weed and it makes me retarded. The yes. down weed and I smoke the sativa weed and it makes me super manic. Not in terms of, like, crazy manic, but in terms of, like, my mind would race at, like, work I wasn't doing or the next thing and the, the, the list and, oh, my God, I forgot this and, this and this and this and it just was not. So it was like you were on crack. Kind, it was making me super speedy. Wow. And so I had to be like, I don't think either of these is working anymore. And so I was like, let's try no weed. feel great. Congratulations. And I made it. Until eleven forty-five p.m. <laughs> on four twenty, I got home from this. I went to the this, uh, thing at the Peterson last night. Have you been to the new Peterson? Yes, it's I fantastic, have. isn't yes, it? I was at the gala. The gala. Yes. They had a, is it not gala? 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 I gala? always pronounce it wrong, so it's gala gala gala. Did you dress up and shit? <laughs> yeah, I wore a dress it, and everything. Was it beautiful? Um, I got experience? a lot of compliments. I so. bet. Well, you're awesome. beautiful, so I bet. It, I bet it was nice. Don't tell anybody. They have the uh, the A car from Back to the Future. The hero car, yes. fully restored. Oh, I forgot about that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot it was supposed to. Go. And it's uh, it's on permanent display, so you can go check it out whenever. It looks yep. amazing. the uh, The restoration is very very impressive. But they had um, you know a panel discussion with Bob Gale, who is the co creator of Back to the Future. And as I predicted, this was the nerdiest possible thing <laughs> that anyone could ever go to. I was immediately embarrassed with myself upon walking in the door. You know, everyone's wearing the fucking Marty McFly 2015 hat, the iridescent hat. Uh, what about I saw the vest? I saw at least five puffy vests. Any self-lacing shoes? Uh, no, he, none, of these, cool, none of these people had that kind of money. <laughs> well, I figured, I figured maybe they would have rigged them themselves. They, no, it was a it was a proper nerd festival. Um, but the the Q and A was interesting, and I have a flux capacitor <laughs> that I bought, and I had Bob Gale sign it. 
What does your flux capacitor do? Well, it helps me get to work today. No, it, 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 it signifies it's, it's he's the, among the movie his people. Prop, and it has the it lights up and it flashes. Is it the real it, one or is it like a look alike? I mean, one? it wasn't. It wasn't screen used, but it is identical to the screen used one. That's pretty cool. It wasn't it's like cheap three tiny it was, neon It's a real tubes, deal. It's uh, a good looking prop. It looks legit. The great so thing want, is, is it's just a junction box with plexiglass on it. It is. It is a junction <laughs> box with plexiglass and some neon tubes. It's like a kid's nothing. nightlight, but not as bright. <laughs> well, it's like the it's like the DeLorean no, itself. It, I mean, to make it's fun. Like it looks back. it looks proper. It looks exactly but like the one in the movie. I'm not going to make fun of him. He starts. It'd be I'm a pretty scared. Cool turn on the flux If someone breaks in your house, he's just going to come down holding it like, Thad, what was that? Maybe I like when we make love And there's this, there was this on. panel discussion, which was moderated by somebody whose name I can't remember, and that is for the best, believe you me, because this guy, Hannah, came with me, God bless her, and I wanted to punch this fucking guy in the face. He kept dropping movie quotes. He kept, like... Just drop, like, like uh, we've all seen the movie. Half these people are wearing the hat. You don't need to drop <laughs> fucking quotes. So you're telling me it's a good me, thing I forgot to go. It drove me nuts. And it, was, it was also, I mean, it was interesting, yeah. you know, if you're a super nerd. But uh, but I got Bob Gale to sign my flux capacitor, which was, which was what I really wanted nerd. to go. Winning. I know, right? Yes. So I got home from this thing at 1145 last night. And I was, I, I just wasn't that tired. And I had to wake up and shoot video at 7 a.m. this morning. And I was like... Still 420. Uh, <laughs> so I took one bong hit. I felt like dog shit this morning. Really? I felt horrible. Like hungover? Yeah. Just just dragging this morning. So no more. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wow. lay off that. Was that, was that an actual response or was that a psychosomatic response? That'd be the question. I'm not sure if that can. I mean, I don't know. It's probably both. But I so felt like crap this morning after taking I think that's real. I usually feel night. foggier yeah. the next day. That's why I don't do it very much. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try the non-blaze the non for as long as I can do it. Matt, you have just proved that miracles are possible. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's Scientology. Now I know it's it's very weird, right? And like, like to not be, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't working anymore. So copy that. Well, I will. That. I will support you and stand for you. Thank you. Yay, sober people. Well, because remember oh, the first right. podcast. I'm like, uh, like yeah, you can't. I had to give them the stipulations yeah, and like yeah, no yeah. weed yep. talking, no yeah. anything. Like keep it. Clean. That's over, right? Then we can do. Well, obviously, we've just had this conversation. Freedom. Like Carlos Lago couldn't come on the podcast for a while when he was at Edmonds. When he left Motortrend to go to Edmonds, mm -hmm. I said, you know, come on the podcast and hang out. And he was like, they said no. It's a family-friendly company. I was like, this is a family-friendly podcast. If and I don't Manson think he lasted family. a year there. Yeah, no, he came back on when he pieced. So. <laughs> Who's he working for now? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. He's uh, announcing soon. Oh, yeah, you got he put, a gig. He put up a thing that said, I'm going back to work soon. And oh, good. Good for soon. Carlos. And I think... Good yeah. for Carlos. He got himself a six-week video game vacation. That's yes, he did. He did. <laughs> I, I went to his house, dude, and we were hanging out for a while. He had, he had three video game systems, and he had two trays of, like, uh, filo dough pastry that his girlfriend had made. <laughs> and his girlfriend is definitely not the one eating those things. And, and he's just – he's handing me banana bread. He's like, this is amazing. Oh, you should try these. Have you ever had one of these? Oh, it's got, like, jello in the middle. I'm like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> He's just, Carlos, go back to work. I was like, am I in college again? What's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. He's got a $2,500 240SX in the garage that he's not really driving. <laughs> that does sound like college. It that does. It, it looks, yeah. Sounds fantastic. Oh, so what have you been doing, man? What haven't I been doing? Did King of the Hammers. 
Dakina Hammers won the awesome. EMC class in the Savvy Courage. Boy. Yeah. That yeah, race is gnarly. That, yeah. Is that your oh. favorite thing to drive in? Because when we went there you, two years ago, it looked like the best combination of driving Desert racing, terrain. and you got the technical stuff the for rock the rock crawling, stuff. The endurance. Yeah, I really do love it. I am completely 100% addicted to that event. You're about yeah. it? I really am. It is and you get to drive so someone cool. else's car. How brilliant is that? Well, the first, well, I've been racing six years now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this year I got really lucky and teamed up with Savvy, and they have had a winning car for four years in a row. Oh, So when go. they asked me if I wanted to drive it, they yeah. were probably the only team is that I would Is it the same car say, that's won yes, four years in a row? Or a different car? Same has one of you. Oh yeah. yeah. So they got a. So they've got it sorted. Yeah. yeah. And with John nice. Curry driving prior mm-hmm. to me, so it's some pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So it was. I was definitely super grateful. That's really awesome. blessed. I had a team that was devoted to nothing but winning. And I mean, literally, I did a thousand miles of just Ooh. testing, which is unheard of for me because usually, a lot. I'd, usually a lot I'd get in a car too. and I'm like green yeah. flag drops, and I'm like, wish us luck. Well, I, yeah. when, when I was at SEMA and I was doing the podcast stuff there in the Magafo booth, I ended up hanging out with the savvy guys for a little bit, and they were all excited. They're like, "Yeah, Jesse's gonna come on. He's gonna drive for us this year." She's like, "They're like, should come out, check out the jeeps and everything." And like, that would have been great, but it was just never lined up. Yeah. What do you do? How, I read your whole blog post today. Uh, my five minutes of homework, but a thousand miles of testing is a shit ton. So what... Especially for a race for us was only 116 miles. Right. So So, what are they... Are they just making sure nothing breaks? Everything's super dialed twice and then they check it and they check it and they check it? And that I'm used to the car and that the car is built for me because I'm tinier than most people. So... Does it make you seat brackets and stuff? So I got new seats. I got a new throttle pedal. Um, Did it have a little block on it like Peter Dinklage's? <laughs> they gave her a stick. <laughs> they gave me. They gave me a heel stomp pad. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, because I my throttle control was all over the place, and they're like, "You need to work on your throttle you were control." Because like, you were like, hovering your foot. Mm, yeah, because uh. my feet are like yeah. <laughs> four inches long. You know, so it just kept going under the throttle. And then originally it was a wheel for a throttle pedal. I guess it's kind of big in the sand wheel? rail. Yeah, I guess it's big in the sand rail community. Like there's a little uh, wheel so your foot can slip off of it. Or wait, it, what? Wait, wait. Yeah. So the pedal, rather yeah, than being like a, a, like, pl- like this iPhone, it's a round wheel? No, no. Yeah, like, so, if, so is it like, like a, a caster? Kind of, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't hit the floor. It hits your foot. So yeah. Yeah, And it so rolls along your foot? Instead of a pad, there's oh. a wheel. It's interesting. I've never seen that before. Yeah, well, I guess that's the way John Curry likes it. So I had to get used to that, and I was like, guys, this just isn't working for me. So certain (laughs) things that we would change, and and it's um, getting used to the car, getting used to a new co-driver. That's another thing. You guys guys have to have super solid communication inside the car. Um, Probably testing some new parts, too, right? Testing some new parts, new tires. Is the co-driver in King of the Hammers doing navigating, or are they doing spotting in the technical stuff? They're just screaming. A lot of screaming. Yeah, they're doing both. So they navigate, Uh and they tell us where to turn and all that kind of stuff. And there's notes, like a rally? The course is pretty marked out. No, it's like Baja, so it's a GPS. Oh, all right. And that's another thing. So they don't release the course until the Friday before the race. So then we have have a few days to just get the course and make our Uh, notes in the GPS. I've never – I did Baja like back in the day in 2003, Mm. and the GPSs were dog shit. And I'm sure they're much better now. But reading a GPS in like an open desert vehicle is incredibly hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It's it hard. Is. I mean, I'm, it turns out sunlight in a desert. Makes I'm sure it you get used screen. to it, and the dust and all that stuff. Like it's, I'm, but it's it's the dust hard. And the bouncing. Yeah. And you're trying to pay attention to the course as well as yeah. what's going on. So you're really, up really and down. Tough. 
Yeah, I, I commend a lot of co-drivers because it's not the easiest job. They work their and butts off. And it's thankless, off. too. Kind of. Kind of. Really, Especially in yeah. rally, it's really thankless. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The they, unsung I mean, heroes, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I could tell you... Ten amazing rally drivers. I could tell you maybe one co-driver. People yeah. think rally drivers are brave. No, the co-drivers are the brave ones because they have zero control. Yeah, they have yeah. to sit there and be like, oh, God, please turn. Yeah. <laughs> please listen to my calls. Did you hear that was a left? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. That's amazing, though. It's yeah. a, that just beats the hell out of you, doesn't it? Yeah, So, and there's other things that we were doing, too. So when we're out testing, we're also looking for bypasses. We're looking for alternate lines. We know where a lot of the traffic jams are going to be. So, mm-hmm. hey, if there's going to be a log jam here, where, what, how can I get around them? Because I have the most capable car in the class. But so if what the, you're not, you don't, uh, you can just go around stuff like that? When you're in the canyons, yes. Uh. Certain sections you can make up your route, but then there's like funnel areas, right? Like rock sections you have to go through mm-hmm. that section. So it's just like in Baja where you have your desert sections and you got 50 feet within the course. Right. So you can make passes and you can do that kind of so stuff. So it's uh-huh. like violent Mario Kart. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's definitely the way it was for me last year for sure. And then in, in certain technical sections, it'll be like, okay, then now it's 200 feet wide and you have to get up this wall thing or over this You're in a canyon, field. so you yeah, can't yeah. really short. Oh, yeah. The, can- you know? the walls of Dude. the canyon are the yeah. walls. That's mm-hmm. it. It's, okay. it's crazy. We sat there and watched on like this, the big lip section. It's like mm-hmm. six feet tall, the big ledge. Yes. And just other cars would climb over this other car that couldn't make it. They put a wheel off of their wheel yeah, it was to awesome. get up. It's like anything to get over these rocks. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago we it's had gnarly. to make it um, we had to make it a rule that you have to get some sort of affirmation that it's okay to drive over the other the competitors <laughs> car. You know, like Hey, can we drive on your roof? No. <laughs> like, hey, but can we can we drive oh. over your tire? Like if they're rolled over and they're in the way, can we drive over it's your you? Your fault. You put grip tape yeah. on it. Yeah, and as long as they say yes, it's legal. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So wild. So rad. Dude, I love that so race. Rad. You should go watch it at least one year. I wouldn't camp out there cuz it was cold as fuck when we were there. No, but if you RV it... No, RV it. It's awesome. Camping? Yep. Fucking camping sucks. RV. It's RV. all about the and RV. All the wasn't all that the, about the RV. Wasn't that the Bring first time you guys convinced Musto to ever go camping? Musto convinced us and said that the team we were going to film had a trailer for us, which they did, but it was a two-car trailer. Car trailer, trailer. <laughs> with a wooden floor over metal, and we had a propane heater running inside for two nights. That's believe it or not, that's the way half the teams camp out there. Oh, so because we thought we were going to asphyxiate, but yeah. we, we didn't. So then we just kept doing it. But I guess it's been tested before. Yeah, slept yeah. real good. This though. is that's not consumer advice. Just gonna <laughs> no, don't say do that. that. Don't do that. It is. It is a really rad race. I highly suggest anybody to go and just check it out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go watch it. I don't like going to watch motorsports because on the one hand I get frustrated I'm not in the car. I on the agree. other hand, you can't really see a lot of the. You this gotta is different see though because you, you can see. This is different because you can climb up the canyon walls. You can get way too close, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get hit by something well, very easily. Well, they regulated it in the past years, especially since we the California were... 200. Okay, but it's it like you can watch. You can sit there and you can watch the cars go through, and you're like, okay, the leaders just went through this course. Now I'm going to go over to this course. Okay, and you can watch them come down a, a different rock. And track. I guess you could bring your own toys. Like yeah. if you brought a razor and you use that to get around, that mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, you can yeah. fuck around for a little bit on your way to someone needs corners. to. Are there press razors somewhere? Can yeah. you get a press razor? Is that possible? I'm sure there is. Maybe. Someone's yeah, got just get a good truck, though. You had a press razor? Uh, not at this house, but they invited him out to a thing, so they've got to have them. 
Mm. Just get the newest Range Rover, and you will have the best time on the planet. That's true. We could just Range Rover it. Subarus <laughs> can make it anywhere out there. I literally, yeah. it's yeah. It's but a this pretty do you think Subaru, Subaru's press department will expressly forbids you taking their cars on dirt? What I'm saying is that ground clearance is not necessarily okay. an issue. Anybody can really make it out there. Okay, I got a '96 Lexus that I think will work just Perfect. fine. Super Swampers. <laughs> yeah, I so, drove the Audi out there multiple times. There no problem. Go. So what kind of what kind of specs does your truck have? Like it's. V8, I imagine, giant, like, 40-inch tall tires. No, our class is, so I drove in the Everyman Challenge in the stock modified class. So we have, we're limited to what we can do. So max 37-inch tires. Okay. Um, We had an LS3. Basically, everything looks like a Jeep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, It's it's Wrangler-based? It's got the grill in the hood. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a a two-frame build that looks like a Wrangler. Yes. That's pretty much All right. LS3, nice. LS3. Manual gearbox, automatic gearbox? Oh, pretty much everybody who races is an automatic. Just because it's one less thing to think about or because more durable or what? Because you're in competition. You don't have... When you're on a rock and you're basically vertical, the last thing you want to do is push in your clutch. That's a good point. You know what I mean? So. Pretty much everybody who's competing these days okay. are in an automatic. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of, like, rec wheelers that'll go out and they still have a manual transmission. Right. But it's all automatic. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and Atlas 2 transfer case. and. So it's fairly, I mean, the the basics are basic. Yeah. It's, just, it's a fucking buggy with a big V8 and an automatic mm-hmm. gearbox. Yep. We just happen to use the best of the parts and we don't nice. seem to break. That's Well, that is a good My problems is tires. You chew them up? You blow them? Yeah. So I did 300 miles of pre-running on the course when the course was released, and I didn't blow any tires. In testing, I went through 11. Ooh. But we were going through a whole bunch of different tires to see which ones were going to work the best. Yeah. That's testing. <clears throat> How many yeah. extra you carry on the truck? <laughs> well, now that they know who I am, they Four. just... So the whole trailer <laughs> is nothing but tires. You're actually towing a tire trailer through the... Yeah. Corner. And then carrying, race like, are day... Are you carrying four? Um, no, we only have one spare tire Ooh. on the car, but there's pit stops along the way. So oh. yeah, so we have a remote pit that we go through twice, uh-huh. and then we come back to the main pits, okay. and then we have two more pits. And is the, are each of those manned by your people? Yes. Oh, that's yes. a big. How many? How big is the team? Well, our our initial team is there's only four of us. So we got our team owner, our crew chief, our mechanic. Well, that's more pits. More pits than there are people. Yeah. They race in between but, them. Oh, you, they can go, like, so it's a big circle or whatever, mm-hmm. and they can go back and forth. Yep. Ah. So we'll have one team that'll go to the first remote ah, pit, this and then sense. we'll have one team that'll go to the other two pits because they can get back and forth really right. easily. The course isn't really that big. It's 160 miles, and it's, like, big, just big loops coming right back to home oh, Okay, base. cool. Yeah. yeah. So does it, lo- it looks like a, like a reel-to-reel tape recorder kind of deal? Kind of. Okay. Really melted, effed yeah. up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, if you're inside the course, you can get from points much faster than in some cases. Yeah, it's not 160 straight. Yes. It's yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. it doubles yeah. back on itself. Right. So you can see a lot of the course if oh. you're willing to drive. That seems like a good spectator sport. It's good. It's, it's yeah. really good. It yeah. really is. And the other thing about it is that even even if you don't want to go out to the rock trails, they have a jumbotron downtown Hammertown that you oh, can money. sit in your lawn chair or your rig oh, and just great. sit and watch the event and hear all of the announcing. They have live feed from helicopters from different oh, rock cool. sections so 
if you want to be there and feel it and smell it and you yeah, like yeah. get the whole vibe yeah. of it, you can be there and not really go anywhere. Well, that's the best way to watch racing, right? If you go to like the 12 hours of Sebring, mm-hmm. you don't want to be staring at the track. You want to be in the Patron tent, hearing <laughs> the cars in real life, but watching the video feed while getting drunk. Well, especially at Sebring, you don't want to be down especially in the midst at, of things. Especially at Sebring. I, I use that as an example intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Sebring makes NASCAR look classy. <laughs> well, yes. Sebring is also unique in that there's almost nowhere you can actually watch the race from because it's perfectly flat and they have very high walls mm-hmm. and so you just can't see anything right off on the track well, i mean it's it was, it was an airfield i mean there is no, there are no features the redneck engineering though these people build these platforms the scaffolding and stuff they turn a, a school bus into like a seven-story structure i mean it's the sketchiest shit <laughs> that reminds me of the one and only nascar race i went to and we had vip so we're walking all over the place in the infield and there was this guy that or a group of guys that yeah. had this stack up on the back of uh-huh. their truck and they all had number plates and, and as I'm walking by they're like survey says oh, and they God. throw up numbers is how hot the chicks oh. are that are walking by I mean well, at the risk of offending you what was the number 10 of course and okay, I got a cool. 1 because the 10 was upside down but it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but from his and point I'm sure view, they were all, it was a 10 I'm sure they was, were all sober too. and that was oh, the one and only NASCAR it wasn't even race day yet it was the day before it was awesome one and only NASCAR race one and only NASCAR race. Although I did get to drive a stock car a couple weeks ago. Where at Irwindale? Las Vegas Speedway. Oh, did you enjoy it? I really did. Which believe uh, it or not. which which company is that? Well, I did it with Richard Petty. Oh, okay, so we cool. did the driving experience and we uh-huh. filmed an episode for, for the, the list. list. Yes. Yeah. I love that job. That's a good gig. It's a great it. gig. I love my crew. Yeah, yeah I love that job. That's it's super fun. I like Patrick as well. Yeah. Um, how was the, how was the NASCAR? You know, I was actually surprised because I figured, you know, looking at it from the stands or looking at it from television perspective, it looks like the track is so big, mm-hmm. so huge. But when I got up to 151 miles an hour and it goes by so fast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like a split second where you kind of have to go straight, which really you're mm-hmm. driving right to go straight because right. the car is really set up to go left. It's got crazy alignment to the Super left. Super yeah. crazy alignment to the left. But it was, I was impressed. I was you really, those banks were really awesome. You for uh, the drivers. Yeah, and we're doing it out there with one car on the yeah. track. So I can only imagine with 40 other cars. Because the cars, they're kind of shit boxes. I mean, they're, they're fast, they're but like, yeah. I, I've never driven one. And I'll take your word for it, but I got to go at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I got to go out with Kevin Harvick Mm -hmm. in, I mean, it wasn't his race car. I guess it was a demo car because it had two seats in it. But he said it was was basically the same as his race car. Yeah. Um, And he was probably lying. But whatever. They're very simple It was as close as, yeah. I mean, you know, if it was 50 horsepower less than the race car, whatever. The experience even is like, this is as close to a stock car as you're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, this car is a piece of crap, and this guy is muscling it around for four hours. You don't really realize that they get a little drift going on coming out of that exit, you know, to four inches from the wall, and it's just... The bravery is that is required for that. It's I feel amazing. like they were just because I rode with uh, what's his name, Chris Cooper. Oh, the guy at, 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 at SNT at Bondurant, yeah. and he took me on the road course, and it was like the still the best ride I've ever had in a car. But I didn't feel like it was shitty. I just felt like it was very raw. It was just like tubes, a body optional, and then like a big engine, and the thing stuck really well. And he had big yeah. drift coming around that big sweeper. Like it yeah. just felt really simple, but not you know poorly constructed. It's but just compared to like. 
you know, yeah, it's okay, not a yes. P1. Right, right. Not even a P1 yeah. compared to like the Cayman GT4 Club Sport race car or something True. like that. Or even that. the ones you drove out at like um, out in uh, the Praga thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The but Praga, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no NVH minimizing anything. <laughs> like that's, you know, it's, it's yeah. a sled with it, – it's like a sand rail and then they're like – That'll f- oh we should put the body on there It'll yeah fit. put twelve inch wide slicks on it yeah and then just go for it yeah but uh, did you feel like you were able to go as fast as you mentally could go in the car or did they hold you back a bit they have controllers over there so yeah so mm-hmm. they can really? they can dial it back if they think you're going too fast really? or over did your you head. get to that point. I think when I was done, he was like, I'm really impressed with your driving skills. Like, really good job. To and I got to do it twice. At all. <laughs> I was lucky enough. Don't tell, don't tell the crowds, but I got to do it twice. Yeah. Because we had to go back out with our 360 camera yeah, on the hood, yeah, yeah. so they needed me in the car. So are you I using do one of those little, those little guy? That, are you using the GoPro with the, the it's head? It's not the GoPro. It's Panasonic, maybe? I think. Or. It's Maybe. one little unit, or yeah. it's a head with five cameras on. No, it's one little unit. Is it's, got it any a, good? it's got the little mirror at the top, right? Is it yeah. the little conical mirror? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is it any good? Is the uh, video yeah, any good? our footage turned out really great. Is it? So, but I haven't seen the edited version of the episode yet. So okay, cool. Yeah. How many laps is like a session in that? Eight. And what is it, a couple hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Luxuries of having a I job know. like That's that. That's the same thing that happens with me. I must have did. It was a few hundred bucks. It's not. It's not as expensive as you might think, like compared to like a race school. But it seems it's, like it's probably know, fun. I'd like to try. Yeah, it. And you he said it was ride along awesome. for like another hundred bucks. Yeah, and you, could, yeah. you know, you could, they keep tacking things on. Of course, yeah, yeah. You want your video, and it's a fucking another eighty 50. bucks, yeah, and yeah. you want your plaque, it's seventy. Yeah. bucks. Don't forget the commemorative plate and the mug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. Uh, I did the I did dream racing in Vegas, which is at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Really? They let me drive the the Huracan Super Trofeo, which is badass. They let you drive it. Well, they offer it. I think it's I think it's eleven hundred bucks for five laps. Oh. I made a video and it was zero, so and it, was, <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, I recommend that one as well. Yeah, there's a lot Vegas. to do out of the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Vegas um, is like is pretty fun. There's, there's some, some good stuff. There's I a lot was going surprised. On in Vegas. About, we also did uh, dig this. Oh, that's the one I really want to do. Yeah. The construction oh. fantasy camp, right? I was surprised how fun that was. <laughs> All right, here, here's your mug and thermos. Put on your vest. Yay! How fun is operating an excavator? <laughs> the plaque comes for free on that. One. Ooh, it really is. It's so fun. It's like I've driven tractors and stuff before, mm-hmm. but I've never actually been able to just like dig it into the yeah. earth and move dirt around. And like, <laughs> was it a big excavator with a bucket? I did an excavator and a bulldozer. Which is more fun? Uh, I had more fun with the excavator because there's like more finesse to it. Yeah. We had to we had to scoop basketballs off of the tops of cones and put them Ooh, in big tires. That sounds really. Is that a challenge a, for the list, or do they have that as a thing you do at Dig This? They have it as a thing. Oh, so they yeah. have like games that you actually can do. Yeah. So Patrick and I, believe it or not, we actually tied on that one. What? How many basketballs? Three. In how long? And there's so there's one to your left, one to your right, and one in front of you. And how and long was it? Did you get to do you. your three basketballs? However long it takes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not timed on it. Yeah. I did this like Ford-sponsored reality show, and they took us. It wasn't Dig This, but they took us to somewhere else that had these excavators, and it was a contest to see. They had these, you know, when they crush a car into a bale? Yeah. They had a big pile of bales, and you had to grab bales and stack them as high as you could, as many as you could, and I won. <laughs> I got eight bales. In, I think we got 15 minutes to do it or 20 minutes and I got eight bales and like some people would get to like six and they'd drop the seven and the whole stack would just fall over and well the real trick That's though awesome. is when you have to take it down and it's giant Jenga in reverse well they actually they were like once I did it they were like alright take it down and I just did the old where you set the arm and I like lined it up like a golf swing you line it up <laughs> and you go Ring. Ring. and then you just like 
rail the stick to the left and like send them flying. Awesome. I was like, yeah, it was yeah. the best. It was so it's fun. It's surprisingly fun. I mean, it was Super it fun. was a lot of fun. Until you I, have to do it for twelve hours a day for forty years. <laughs> I I give those guys a lot of credit. I'm guessing it, their hydraulic guys want to shoot themselves in the face. Like those those machines now have radios and mm-hmm. air conditionings and yeah. fans and it's like super cushy seats. They, they have the hydraulic seat. Yeah. Awesome. I think the the new machines are pretty amazing. So they should, they should put your plastic in the dirt somewhere. Everyone <laughs> like, gets a plaque. Like, where is it? Like, go get it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> our friend in New Zealand, uh, remember Hamish? Mm-hmm. Hamish, our friend in New Zealand, has they oh, as yeah. family has a quarry, and he's like the excavator guy at the family quarry, and he fucking loved his excavator. He was all about it. And he was all about moving fucking gravel. All he had to do was move gravel around. Well, he, was he was cutting all about it. rock Remember out of the wall. Oh, yeah, because he had a big canyon wall, and he would just, like, like rip this shit out of the wall. It was so it's, cool. It's so awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It is really, really, yeah. really rad. I had so much fun in the excavator. The bulldozer, yeah, I could give or take. Bulldozer's kind of a one-trick pony, isn't it? It's useful. Yeah. Well, you know, you what can do What else do they have For making ramps is what uh, it's they useful had, for. They, they do it for kids, too. So they have, like, uh, the little cats. Like bobcats? Yeah. Bobcats, are those are fun. Mm-hmm. We used to steal those. Skitter. Here's, what, a skitter. here's a secret about bobcats. Anytime you go by a construction site, you see a bobcat there. Ten to one, keys are in it. They don't take the keys. You can <laughs> just trust me on this, and you can pretty much just go and have a little fun. For well, you a few know, minutes. you can rent no a bobcat for two days for like 150 bucks. Someone, really? someone told me all the keys for construction equipment are me. exactly the same. It was me when, when I was an apprentice. Oh, I was go. an apprentice at a heavy equipment yard for a summer. I shouldn't have been there, but <laughs> they gave me like the cat key, and there, and I was like, oh, you, two of these. Like I don't know, what it said, what if you lose them for the machine? They're like. They're all the same. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, all the cat keys are the same because who has cat keys? Like people that drive cats, nobody else. <laughs> Ironically, oh, they it, same thing for your Crown Victoria. Oh, all, <laughs> actually, no. They had when I when I lock my keys in the trunk in Reno, you can't just like you know uh, you can't pick the lock on the trunk. The guy had to like put the reader into the keyhole. Mark down numbers of what, how much like the dents are, uh-huh. and then make me a new key. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that because yours was a police package? Yeah. Okay. He was like, "Oh, work. these are hard." I was like, "Great, <laughs> that means it's expensive." <laughs> or they got a secure trunk for whatever. It's I, only about. thing expensive secure. about an ex police Crown Vic is the keys. Is the trunk that used to be filled with guns, and then at that point was filled with like worthless crap, <laughs> <laughs> Burning Man, <laughs> Burning Man shit. <laughs> what I really want to ask you about, because it's been a while since I've seen you, is Race of Gentlemen, Ooh. because it. In on Instagram, it looks incredible. In real How, life, it's incredible. Is it incredible? It really. What is. What the hell is Race of Gentlemen? Explain it. Go ahead. The Race of Gentlemen is. It started at Wildwood, New Jersey, which okay. is like this old, old, super rad town that's yeah. got uh, amusement parks and stuff. And every a hotel, every motel is from like the best motel signs yeah. anywhere. anywhere. Oh, they had that crazy park that was famous for all the injuries. No, that's Action Park, and that's that's in Central New Jersey. This is Southern. Oh, okay, that's the other one. Way okay. before that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so everywhere you look, you feel like you're kind of in a time warp because everybody kind of dresses the part. the The season, the summer season, is over by then, mm-hmm. so it kind of all of a sudden be, it's just dead. It's dead. Ghost like town. most I love restaurants it. are shut down, so the hotels and some of the restaurants kind of stay open for us, and it's 
amazing. Like you feel like you're 100 percent in a time warp. But it's the 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 race is drag racing on the beach. Drag racing on the beach. Is it what eighth mile? Is it not even eighth? It's like a couple hundred yards, isn't it? It's not that long. That's, that's the sort of the sure. thing. I'm lucky I, if I can get into second gear. Yeah, like I saw the on Instagram. It looks amazing with the period pictures and everyone's got the filters on going on and it looks like you're in 1920. And then I saw a video, it was an onboard video of someone's race, and I was like. This race is four seconds. <laughs> but believe it or not, it's so much fun. And it's because those cars, you know, everything is pretty much pre-1940. Yes, there's stipulations. Yeah. Some of them are 19, pre-1936. Motorcycles have different rules, whatever. But because everybody is driving kind of slow cars, everything's fast. Yeah. You imagine Model T's doing drag races. <laughs> well, isn't that, weren't you in a Model T with like two motors or something in it? Yeah, 1916 Model T, twin engine, inline Strapped together with a leather strap. Literally? Like yeah. sharing a crankshaft with no a leather bu- strap? Yeah. It was awesome. Well, and then we broke the coupler on uh, day two. So I had limited runs because the water pump was on the front bank. You don't need a water These pump. These are Model, Model T, T problems. Yeah, but it was it was so rad. And I, like, I literally learned how to drive a Model T back They're hard as fuck, oh, that's aren't they? It? It's all backwards. They're yeah. impossible. It's all backwards. I tried to drive one. It's really, really hard. It's... Quite complicated. The, well, just mainly because yeah. of the whole clutch. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, the gear change first. Things a bitch with the extra paddle. Our yeah. friend John is a, is a serious Model T enthusiast. He he does uh, Persang, the 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 beautiful Bugatti. Mm. I don't even want to call them replicas; they're exact recreations. But he has like several Model Ts, and uh, I keep trying to get him to sign up for this. They said they're doing He's one interested. in Pismo this year. They I are hear. doing one in Pismo. So the Wildwood, New Jersey event is now in June this year, mm-hmm. and they move the October event to Pismo. See, I. I'm down for that. Yeah. Because John will give me his he car to, to race in that. He wants to take a T35 and he's got a, he's, He wants to bring a Bugatti T35 and race and race that, which I think would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to drive it. But, I mean, it is it, the, the way that they do it is they do it so right. All of these, the guys that are holding the event are Oilers Club members. So yeah. it's the oldest car club in America. And it's the younger version. But the two guys that mainly started the race um, they're both designers, so they're very particular about how you look, the overall feel, that any direction you look. Even the photographers have to dress the part. You know, granted, so, we have, they have the to new shoot digital with effect. like eight by ten cameras. No, the new cameras you can come be. out, but, but that would be baller if you did. Right, that would actually be a good reason because I was trained on eight by ten. I majored in that stuff, so I could actually go rent one somewhere and really look the part with yeah. a fucking eight by ten. There's some out there. I'm are not there? gonna lie, are but there? the cool. majority of the photographers are you know capturing it with their iPhones or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I mean everything from the structures to like the little like they have the big muscle guy you know that you put your head in yeah 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 you know like when was the last time you saw one of those it's so like Atlantic City turn of the century kind of stuff right it's a very very you gotta be fearful of the Kaiser but Pismo doesn't have the vibe that Wildwood has they will create it are they building a town or something they will they will create it they'll they'll create it right on the beach this is a bro free zone for today no one I met (laughs) I met one of the guys who who runs it and he owns um bars. Bobby in, Green. Yeah, the guy who owns Bigfoot West and yeah. Old Fields and stuff. He was super cool. He was, I, at, Jim, he was at the Gym Con launch, yeah, right? That's yeah, that's really nice guy. Old, yeah. old Crow Speed Shop. Yeah. That's oh, him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's Bobby. Um, and he was like all about, he was like, yeah, absolutely, come on down. It's, it seems like, it seems great. It's so loose and so fun and it's, it's, they call it a circus of an event. You know what I mean? Like it's not, there's no I don't want to say there's no structure to it because there is structure to it. And there is, you know, like a vibe that you kind of want to go with. But it's very loose. Like you kind of just line up and be like, hey, you want to race? Like, yeah. Is there an actual like 
a winner at the end of the weekend? Yes, okay, so is. at some point they do real racing. Yes. Is it like bracket or what is it? Like, yeah, it's like a bracket. It's like a bracket racing? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you get, I think we should tweed, go. Elbow patches. What do you, Again, what do you do the, about like an RV? You Can you RV it? No, because there wasn't Which, RVs back then. There weren't fucking what tents either. What are you supposed to do? You, like, you lean to it? Like I, with a sheet? Everybody was staying in hotels then. and stuff, if that's oh. what you're asking. Oh, well, in yeah. Wildwood, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But and Pismo, Pismo has... Don't they have plenty of... Yeah, like I've never actually been to Pismo. I'm it's like a town. It's like Santa Barbara, but like... Well, then we're going to have to go, and we're going to have to bring like four of John's cars and race them. Do it. Totally do it. He has the Model T race car floating around, which is great. So it's just basically engine... Uh, a two foot by three foot board with two seats on it, and that's about it. That's me. I had a fuel cell behind me, my seat, which yeah. barely kept me in it. It's tiny. My throttle is actually on the engine block itself. <laughs> really? I had no floor whatsoever. If you put <laughs> your left Flintstone arm down, style. do you hit the tire? Just <laughs> like right was, there. Well, we stretched the frame, so right. it was so. Okay. It was a long, long car. It was like 18 was feet long, long or something like that? It's a super long car. No turning radius whatsoever. No, Did I still have them. Model T but steering actually... too? So like direct drive steering, which is just the sketchiest shit imaginable. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Your front end at that point weighs all of four pounds with and a chassis that long. Well, it's if you've ever tried to steer one of those things, it's extra sketchy. And when your steering wheel falls off, who really cares? Did that happen? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not a quick release? I'm well, guessing? because I'm the car wasn't built for me. I mean, it kind of was, but it wasn't. It's was a recurring issue. <laughs> Same thing for me, but in the opposite direction. So, so I was literally like the only thing that really kept me in the car was hanging for dear life under the steering wheel, and it just had like you know quarter inch wood screws oh going God. through this wood steering wheel. <laughs> and at one point, it came off. I ended up winning that race, but I with like no steering. Wheel? I drove all the way down the course with the steering wheel, and I was like, I got to put it somewhere. And there's no floors in the car, so I couldn't like just put it down. So I put it over my head and finished the race with with what? The, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Wildly dangerous, with but what? super awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll put this rim came off. My Did neck. the rim came off, but the spokes were still on? Yes. So I just oh, hung on. Okay. So I rode it like a motorcycle, basically. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The only way that you come that's out of that right. even better is if you get off and just casually hula hoop the damn thing. Who's, uh, <laughs> whose car was that? Uh, so it's owned by Craftsman, and the oh. Oilers built it. Oh, cool. Awesome. And then I was the lucky one to get Super to drive it, because this was the first year that they opened up the ladies. Oh, was it? It was like that. Yeah. It was really the race of... You know, truly. Well, you'll be lucky yeah. next year they open it up to Jews. Yeah, and then black <laughs> people, and it's, oof, it's all downhill from there. Believe you me. Well, that's kidding. why the car wasn't built for that. <laughs> like this. this, this yeah. um, what uh, I, I, I love the creative engineering in those cars, like back in the day when they weren't sure what to do. I read Sam Smith's article on. What was it like racing you, driving giants? Yeah, road the and track. cars, and it's really really cool because it's like this was before every car was the same. Yeah, so everyone's figuring out their own system, but like the fact that they had. Two engines with a coupler belt, and they're like, "How do we double the power?" Like, two engines, you know. Put another one in there. Like, how do you connect them? Take your belt off, Steve. Put that around the pulley. That'll be fine. And then it doesn't work. They're like, "Why didn't that work?" <laughs> of course, it didn't work. <laughs> but there's all this weird shit that, like, the there was a supercharger that was bigger than the engine that Sam yeah. was driving. Like, just weird. I don't know, dude. The locomobile that we drove was like a five liter inline six. From 1928. That's it's not like, even. We, I've seen weirder than that. I mean, there was the 20 liter club at Pebble Beach, which is only which is airplane engines in cars. There is one man I can think of that was born for this event, Alex Roy. Maybe. Do they allow Morgan three wheelers? That's, that's, it would have to be an there old one, probably. There's little go karts out there racing. There's motorcycles racing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, John's got that board track Indian thing too. Yeah, that doesn't have a brakes. Oh, you so can't. you just crack it open and then it's. 
It's but only, you also have to push start it. No, you no just, but you can't. You no, can no. drag race it because you, it doesn't have a clutch. Like you push it and it starts and it then and you're oh gone. it's like a land speed bike it's board kind track of. racing oh board track racing okay. yeah. yeah yeah so you don't need brakes but like if you got a push start it would be good it's a spot for well it. so far John has four cars so like all right He's leave that leave the motorcycle at home we're ready I know I just where am I going to find a wardrobe where am I going to find a fucking mustache. They don't make. Un- They're surprisingly clean cut, so you don't have to have. Mustaches. Okay, I guess they yes. don't. Uh, they don't have vintage clothes in this size. It was gotta get a tweed jacket made and some like. Have you ever seen Babe Ruth? I, I, I'd find a way to spend ten thousand dollars on nah, a fucking nah, nah, vintage you go to wardrobe. The, the military store. You get some of those old Russian wool pants. It's gonna be cold in Pismo, and you get like a tweed jacket and that and a hat. You agree or with like this? super dark denim pants that you can roll the cuffs on. Oh yeah, you, you, can, you can go barefoot, so you don't have to worry about shoes. True, but like, true. you know, okay. vintage style boots and just like a white t-shirt if that's all you want. Yeah, that's true. I can roll up. You roll up the cigarettes in the sh- in the the armband. And wear your little newsboy. And then hat I have the set. newsboy hat. That's yeah. true. Or a good leather jacket. Yeah. All right, we can figure hey. it out. All right, wardrobe solved. Yeah. It's gonna be cold in Pismo in October. I promise. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cold. It'll be cold for LA. It's not going to be yeah cold. It's no, going like, to be like chilly it, enough ooh, to wear a 50. fucking jacket. Right. It was freezing in Wildwood, really? and I had a, my race suit that was custom made for me was like this cotton. It's a beautiful race suit, but it's just this one layer <laughs> of really thin cotton. <laughs> did, and it was a period. It was period correct. Yes, your race suits have to be period correct as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. helmets. Really? Like yeah. What? Yeah. Helmets, they're all made of leather. Find, where do you find yeah. a period helmet? Uh, uh, swap meets. Oh, my God. Vintage stores. It's like a full-time job Bobby getting Green. ready. People were blo- – I have, well, like, when you look at all the different photos, I probably have three or four different helmets on. Really? Because people are just loaning them to me. The first <laughs> run I did, I couldn't see anything, so I was driving down totally blind because the helmet was over at my some eyes. Point, at some point, you have to have goggles. Old well, I have goggles. my Russian Cold War goggles, which are amazing, and they could pretty much be from Here's why there's period. a lot of vintage helmets left. Because they don't work that well, so the owners are dead. <laughs> it's out a lot of extra helmets. It's like taking the coat off the dead guy. Like he doesn't need this. Well, that's anymore. why I mean, you, you ride bikes a lot, and like you ride old bikes, and they, they have new helmets that are made to look old. But I see a lot of people in LA riding with old helmets yeah. that have no padding. I'm like, dude, I get it. Like you want to look correct for whatever you're doing, but if you crash, you're feeling everything. Oh, remember the guy I saw? I saw a, a guy at Supercar Sunday. Must have been four years ago. Rolls up on this Ducati. It was like uh, one of those Sport 1000 GTs, like the vintage-looking Ducatis, sweet bikes. And he was a prop master uh, at one of the Hollywood prop houses. This motherfucker rolled up to Supercar Sunday with a brass Rocketeer helmet. Remember the Rocketeer? Mm -hmm. He looked awesome. (laughs) But if he crashed, oh, my God, was he dead. And I picked up his helmet. It must have been 10 or 12 pounds. Oh, my God. How did that work with the wind on the highway? Imagine just have you like seeing the rocketeer. Seen the rocketeer? No, I know steer with your head, fast, man. Yeah, rudder. Yeah, I don't know. but I'm just thinking about the logistics. Of, you're attached when to you, a motorcycle. You and check your head your, you want to go checking your way. blind spot is a is a very serious endeavor. Yeah, Suddenly becomes like a windbreak. Yeah, <laughs> old crazy. military helmets too. Those are oh, that's probably a good it. one to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah like as World long as you have a helmet on your head, they really. It's okay. not like carbon. Probably want to make sure yeah. it's an American military helmet. Just saying. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> if you're grabbing in the bin, just take a second and look. <laughs> you're gonna be there in a, yeah, in it would a be French funny car. though if it was a Kaiser helmet with a big spike. Well, that's a, that's like the popular Harley helmets, a little flare. The uh, oh the the yeah, what do they call those things? What do they call those helmets? The brain buckets that look like kind of like Nazi-ish. 
Jesse's uh, Jesse's backing away from this real fast. So whatever. It's a helmet. <laughs> it's not like we're it's not like we're all wearing them around the office every day or at home in our but closets. A, a world, our life. Nothing's really going to happen on sand going straight. But like those helmets aren't going to do anything. Were there like? So do you see? Really do you see any? Are there any crashes? Anything like? <laughs> I, I I dare talk about one of my crashes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it happens. It, it does? totally happens, and it's not necessarily happening on the course either. Sometimes it happens just getting there because you got to drive through tunnels and clutches break and people go yeah. and before you know it they're trying to avoid each other and there's a pile up and. Um, God. Pile up of 1920s cars. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has splinters. So, so gnarly. <laughs> just it sounds like an aluminum can recycling center. <laughs> so much side of the road wrenching must be happening that weekend. But it's so cool. I bet. It I, is, I, I want to see it. It is literally one of the funnest, most laid back, coolest events I've ever been to. My lady, life. we we want we were looking at Instagram photos together. Me and my she's not particularly into cars, but likes the idea of commitment to a theme. She loves that. So would that would be a fun thing to bring my girlfriend to? Absolutely. Okay, cool. And I love that one of those hot topics of conversation about that race is what to wear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, like, uh, that's what she said, too. She was like, we have to find costumes. And I was like, uh, okay. Well, yeah. we're adults now. We have to have a reason to get dressed up and cause trouble. True. Like Goodwood Festival, uh, the historical one. Yeah, uh, Goodwood Revival. Yeah. I know I want to go to that one, too. Goodwood is, well, I think, one of those things you need to go to. When and where is that? In, it's in England. Oh, it's awesome. There's the Goodwood Festival of Speed where they do, they do the hill climb, and yes. then the revival is they have a racetrack, but everyone dresses in period. But the revival, because you've been in the historic races in Monterey, right? Yes. Okay, so the revival is that, but people make contact. Like, they're going for it, 10 tenths. People are sliding original Cobras, things that are worth $12 million. Some guy stacked the Jaguar last year that was worth, like, six. Like, these people are racing the shit out of these cars. I think somebody birdcage at one point, too. Yeah, someone stuffed a birdcage. I mean, it's really cool. I, I love it. And there's good uh, video coverage they put online for free every year. So you can watch these people just battling and, put this know, on hold anything. Yeah. Slide. It's sick. I what, will definitely. What other uh, good stuff have you done for the list? I mean, I imagine there's a lot of them. I've seen. I've seen a bunch. I don't check auto blog all that often. I'm sorry. I don't blame you. It's totally understandable. Um, we do a lot of really cool stuff. So some of, like one of our most watched episodes was escaping a car underwater. So like, that if sounds were... difficult and fun <clears throat> and scary. And that one was a long time ago. That was mm-hmm. one of like kind of when we first started filming. And did you just drive a car into the water and then get out of it? We had a crane to sink us in, and we had to like. Be that we drilled holes in it so it happened faster and yeah. that kind of stuff. Your adrenaline has to spike even if you know it's a safe. Oh, Do you have scuba we gear? Had, we had scuba gear. Yeah. We had tanks next to us. We had we had somebody in the car with us for safety uh-huh. just in case like we got scared and passed out or whatever. Even in the most perfect setting. Still terrifying. It is one of the most scariest things I've ever done. What kind of car was it? Oh, it was a Weezonka some... BMW, I think. Hmm. Yeah, BMW drivers would crash into a lake. Yeah, like and also you got it. You really want to. BMW people are so sensitive that that extra level of twist that knife makes you feel really good. Well, we bought a BMW for a thousand dollars, and that was doing an episode about how to buy a car online. So some of the things aren't really that right. fun, but some things. Then we got to end up crushing it with a monster truck. That you know? sounds fun. So and you get you do the NASCAR thing. You did. I saw there was a drifting one. I saw. We've done drifting. Um, so to play off of what was watched the most, we also we recently just did escape a car off a cliff. 
So like if you crash you like and you're like, you're like teetering on the edge of a cliff. Oh shit! What you do in that situation? They're really reaching at this point. Well, was that prompted by <laughs> that story? Was it two? Weeks oh ago? yeah, the story of the guy drove off. Uh, some Las old Virginis. lady, like no, no, no. Some old lady's car rolled. Maybe New Zealand. I'm probably wrong about that. Definitely not in America, but it just rolled off a cliff. She bailed out at the top, and then it got stuck. 300 feet above the road below it and 200 feet below the lookout that she oh, was yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and there was two tow trucks up at the top and people were making jokes. Like, those guys are just kind of like, how the fuck did we? Well, there was a guy like a month ago who was texting and drove off um, Malibu Canyon Road and he was te- teetered. He was teetering oh, full on, seesawing on the edge. It happens. He got out of the car and was like, Stumbling around from being like kind of stunned and oh. was hit by a car that was driving by. No yeah. way. He lived, but he survived the driving off a cliff and was hit by a passing <laughs> car. Yeah. Either way, it happens, and you got to watch the episode to see the best way of getting out of the car. Because we tried, like, I tried sneezing when we were balanced, and it set the car forward. No way. Yeah, just simple thing of like leaning for your phone on the dash. Did you do it on forward. a seesaw? Yeah, we, we set it up okay. on a K-rail, and then we put some dirt around it, and we had a crane holding us up. Oh, just man. Be sure, they give you, like, cool. budget. It's nice. We eventually just set it off a cliff, so it kind of looks like we did well, yeah. go off, but we didn't. <laughs> you will you television. Film all the yeah. in-cars from green screen. It's pretty cool. They get, <laughs> they, cool. They're doing they're, – our budget is growing. Yeah, it's great. By a little bit. Because it's one thing. You go, okay, we have a budget to bring two hosts and four camera guys to do film this experience. It's yeah. another to go – we're going to set up a car and a crane, and that's the, it's another it's the next level of budget. It's from you know ten grand an episode to fifty or sixty or yes. seventy or whatever. It Plus is. filming locations and helicopters yeah, yeah. if you need them, and that. Kind and at of that stuff. point, it's like proper insurance and the big the big policy. Totally. Yeah, you're if you're drowning someone in a car, they have proper insurance. Well, it's, I mean, well, they yeah, have but insurance in, insurance for this kind of stuff is <laughs> exactly the same whether you're going to drop a car into an ocean or just drive past a camera. That's all considered a stunt. Yes. And then yeah. the policy is insanely expensive. Well, you're not you're never insuring the goods, you're insuring people's lives. Right, and that's right. what's expensive. Right. But it's the same the way the Hollywood and it works in LA yep. is it's it's all under the same you know your show and Michael Bay pay the same rates basically <laughs> yeah. which is crazy so how do you get out of a, a sinking BMW what's the move you gotta wait till it equalizes if you or? can yeah if you're still conscious and you can get to it as you hit the water and you still have time to open the door then yes Game but plan otherwise, otherwise window wait for the water pressure to go down so wait till you get your last breath of air and then open the door oh fuck that's and a then long because you need water in the car you can't put if it's, if, if yeah, it's sealed you, right we tried we tried opening the door like halfway through and it's you just can't yeah. there's too much can you break pressure. the window yeah, breaking the window. Like, if you can't open the door, you can always break the window. That was the best option. Was it? Yeah. Did you break the window? But most people don't have punches in their car. Yeah. yeah. You now I have a punch. Fuck, do you now have a punch in your car? Is there a punch on your bracelet? There is a punch on my bracelet. I lo- oh, we were talking yes. about this before the show. You got the Leatherman uh, leather tool bracelet. Oh, that is a punch. Yeah. You know where Look I would that. keep that? I would just keep that around the gear shift. Like, if you don't want to wear it all the time. That's true. You mm-hmm. could put it on your shifter. Have you ever, have this the punch and breaking the window reminds have you ever done the ceramic spark plug window breaking thing? No. Zach? Have well, you ever wished to be a magician? Let's start there. <laughs> no, or, sorry, a wizard. <laughs> if you want to, yeah. This is some fucking, this is some magical wizardry shit. I just some met hoodlum a real shit. life lady magician the other day and I'm so stoked about it. You've yeah. been to Magic Castle? Magic Castle's kind of fun. No, I haven't. In Hollywood? They oh, do magic there. I gotta go. So it's porcelain. Really it's fun. So the if you break a spark plug and you get one of them little bits of porcelain that are on the spark plug 
I mean, the tiniest little fucking bit. Like nothing. Just take that. Just at a at a car window, it will shatter the entire window. No way. Mm-hmm. Zach did. Yeah, way. Zach couldn't even wait until there was a camera around. No, I, I, I tried it before telling them I was trying it, and the window just blew out on all car, all cars go to heaven too. And they were like, "What was that?" And I started laughing like a maniac. <laughs> it works. It was, it was like a, Frankenstein. It was a piece, I'm telling you, um, and this is not good for radio, but it was like that tiniest little piece, it's like, like a small, pencil tip, just or smaller like an than a marble. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but you could go, smaller. you could go match head, and it just like, you, you're not even hard, and it just it. I was blown away, <laughs> like no pun intended. Just oh my god, it was <laughs> so, so cool. Like I see, I know this, and I see people freaking out. Oh, they locked the kid or the dog in the car, and everyone's banging on the window. You need one little spark plug thing you can hide in your wallet and just go dink, it, and it it's it was, so hoodlum. I tell you what I'm amazing. doing next time. David quiet. Blaine puts himself in one of those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna magic the shit out of that. <laughs> I think David Blaine's out of boxes. He hasn't done a bit in a while. He'll do he? another one. He'll run out of stuff again. Throw him in a sinking really car for the list. Do that on the list. Uh, my bladder is telling me it's break time. It is. All right, take a quick it break. Is. We'll be back. We'll, uh, we'll pay the rent around here, and uh, we'll continue with Jesse because we got you for another 45 minutes or so. Yeah, Brilliant. All right. Oh, you know what I need to do that I haven't done in five days? Shave with some Harry's products. That's true. Harry's a sponsor. They send me razor blades and all kinds of good things, and I haven't used them in like six days, which is why I look like this. Wake <laughs> Face up every radio. Huh? Face for, Face radio. for radio today. Wake up to Harry's every morning. Harry's.com was started by two guys passionate about creating a better shaving experience. Rather than just getting some private label product from some random place, they bought a factory in Germany. And they have high-quality German-engineered stainless steel blades. And uh, they send all this good stuff, everything you need to get a great shave in the morning, directly to your door. Whether it's shaving cream, aftershave, moisturizer, blades, handles, all the stuff, you can get it at Harry's. You can subscribe to the model, and they'll bring it to you every month. You don't have to do anything. Or you can order a la carte, as it were. Uh, I am partial to their face wash. I use it on my full dome. And if you're into, uh, if you're, a, if you're a full head shaver like me, if you fill out Harry's little survey, they will tailor the Harry's experience to a head shaver as opposed to just a face shaver. I don't know about leg shavers. I don't know about that one. We'll have to get back to you on leg. Do they have different Jesse. blades for every part of the body or what? I haven't seen a ball specific one. If that's where you're going, which I'm certain it is, I had to. Make, <laughs> I had to go the low level joke. Of course, you had to hang the the low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. Literally, yes, there we go. Say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables, and say hello to Harry's high quality blades at a price you'll love. Go to Harry's.com right now and enter code Tire at checkout to get five dollars off your first purchase. Shipping is free. The blades go directly from their German factory straight to your door at factory direct prices. Use code TIRE at harrys.com and get a month worth of shaving for $10 a month, uh, for just $10 at harrys.com. And of course, if you're into uh, video games, you're going to want to play Forza Motorsport. They offer the best racing games out today from the circuit-based racer Forza Motorsport 6 to the open-world freedom of Forza Horizon 2, something for every true car fan. There's over 500 cars, new content being added every month, which you can get with the Forza Motorsport Car Pass on Xbox Live. You can customize your cars. You can build all kinds of crazy racing machines. We could literally... I think we have a Fiesta that's all-wheel drive and has like 900 horsepower. You can even do things that are just frankly impossible in real life. 
which makes it better than real life. And then when you completely wreck out, you just hit reset. It's brilliant. Friend TST Racing to compete with us online. Stay up to date with all the happenings at ForzaMotorsport.net. Forza Motorsport is available on Xbox One and PC now. And I think Xbox, as I've seen commercials on TV, they're 300 bucks. Get yourself an Xbox One right now. And if you're in L.A., check out the Forza Experience at the newly remodeled Peterson Museum, which we spoke about earlier in the podcast. Uh, follow us on all the typical social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, slash The Smoking Tire. New one takes every one Monday through Thursday. And uh, Jesse, plug some things. What do you want to plug? Hmm, let's plug Real Deal. Real Deal? Real Deal is uh, is a brand that I have started to promote and empower women in the automotive and industrial rights industries. Ooh. Yes. Is it like a like we're going Rosie the Riveter status with this? Oh, kind of. I mean, I can have a conversation with anybody on the airplane or whatever, and they're like, wow, you're the real deal. Uh. So it's really embracing those women that are getting their hands dirty, that are actually out riding motorcycles because they love riding motorcycles, not because they look cute on them. Mm. That kind of stuff. Not the girl I that's just, pictured with a uh, giant pipe wrench standing over a car in a picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just saw some article somewhere that was like LA's hottest cafe racer chicks, and it was a bunch of girls just... Literally, like, topless on their cafe bikes. And I was like, something tells me this isn't moving anything forward. You've got a it finishing might, hammer. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> it might be an Instagram photo shoot. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Re- yeah. Is it realdeal.com? So it's IamTheRealDeal.com. All right. Oh, that's and, a good one. Yeah, and we're starting, to, we're starting to put more content and find more girls that are the real deal that are out there racing. And it's an editorial races. type deal? Yeah. It's kind of like a place that eventually it'll become a hub that all because there's so many foundations out there for girls getting into things, mm-hmm. you know, like helping with horsepower and magic. And you know, some of them are construction and some of them are motorcycles and some of them are like just changing your life in the same way. Either way, it's um, it'll be a, it'll eventually be a hub where girls can go to and plug in and find a good spot for themselves to kind oh, of cool. expand their skill sets. Excellent. I'm the real deal dot com. Boys can be a little restrictive sometimes. Well, you know, there's an intimidation factor, and yeah. I can even take the automotive out of it, and I always use wakeboarding as an example, because we could go out wakeboarding, and there'd be a boat full of chicks and dudes, and, you know, you might be lucky if a couple of the girls will get behind the boat and get on a wakeboard and actually ride, but if you have a boat full of chicks, every single girl will ride at least three times, because mm-hmm. that intimidation factor is gone. That's you know? interesting, yeah. Do you th- Is that, uh, do you think that's also related to, like, a skill difference? Like, if meaning... If you're a new person, if you're new to a sport, like if, if, you're, if your guy friend has a boat and you've never wakeboarded before, are you in, are, do you think some girls are intimidated to ride just because they're new to this thing? Like, is that part of it? I'm not trying to discount what you're saying. No, I totally curious. get it. Like, um, sometimes, yeah, but even, even the girls that have rode and can ride won't necessarily ride if there's dudes that will be there that will just want to make fun of them. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Shouldn't. And I, I shouldn't say it's like a particular dude. I think it's just they think that they're going to make fun of them. I don't, oh, yeah. I, you know, like, oh, that how was How much it. of that is real and how much of that is in the women's heads? I'm just curious. Well, everywhere. I'm, just, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But, like, yeah. if, you're, if I was going out on a boat with a bunch of guys and girls and going fucking wakeboarding... I can't imagine making fun of a girl for wake for wanting to wakeboard. No, but, but someone that, has at some point. I guess, so yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just it's it's. I think it's just a lingering thing. It really is See, that yeah. we we learn better mm-hmm. from each other because. And, and I'll use my personal experiences. I know that sometimes when dudes get in the garage with me, they're intimidated by me, which right. is totally weird. 
Well, yeah, I, I can kind of see. I mean, I'm perfectly comfortable admitting that I'm a horrible wrench. But if I was not comfortable with that and I was in a garage and I was tr- maybe trying to impress you mm-hmm. and for when I could see why a man would want to impress <laughs> you. The other thing is um, – Look at how fast I change these spark guy, a lot plugs. Of, no, a lot of guys, uh, you know, they uh, I, I, that I know of, whenever I uh, hang out with, like, you know, at a track day or something, and there's a girl with a fast car, and she can drive, and maybe she can wrench, and she's not a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, that's the one. I, you know what I mean? And so, and then you stumble and act like an asshole because you're trying because you're trying to like be a you well, know be tough guy or whatever. You get the other factor too of where a lot of guys just can't swallow their ego and go, yeah, somebody's better at this. And well, that. I Most, really can't stand that it's a that's girl. That's the YouTube comment section. Yeah, yeah, right especially there. and it's a girl. That's yeah. even worse. because that's that's a qualifier. You have to be inferior because. Female, yes, because yeah. I have boobs on my chest. When I have when I have uh, women who bring me cars to review, they are not treated well in the YouTube comments. It's either holy shit, she's hot, or I mean, God forbid, I had a gay woman on who brought who literally lived in Virginia, flew to San Diego, bought a Porsche Turbo, brought it to me to review the next day. Awesome, and then was driving the car back to Virginia. Awesome. She was uh, a little butch, I suppose. Is I don't I'm not trying to offend by that, but I suppose that's a semi-accurate descriptor. Okay, people she know who they are. Not treated well on the internet, and I felt I felt I had to like I never like you know step in or whatever. But like this needs to fucking oh, stop. I'm still not treated well on the internet. <laughs> Let's bet. talk about one of my most recent followers on Instagram. Sure, oh, Denton D E N T O N underscore A R C underscore race cars I think is his name and he claims himself to be this really fantastic guy on Discovery Channel right well I have yet to see him on any Discovery show either way <laughs> Let's, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look on Instagram I want to see I want to see what this guy's about I would love for everybody to just go over on his Instagram Denton and say hashtag bomb. I have a little dick or something like that like, just blow him up okay Denton Arc race cars Mike Den- oh my god this fucking guy okay so he sends me. Is this private- really a picture of him? Did yes. he paint this this goatee beard on? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> look how fake, look how dark that is. It looks so fake. That's either touched this up. Guy? Or that's <laughs> that guy. This wow. guy is not in a position to make fun of anybody. Well, most people on YouTube aren't. That's the, so that's he the he might be a good welder. That I'm not gonna bash. But oh the fact that he will come God. in <laughs> and he will put messages on my like pri- send me private messages like I want to have naked butt sex with you. Really? And I I was just a creep. You need a man like me, and I've never responded to him. And I so want to right now, but I just don't want to open up that can. Oh, of here's worms. a here's a good yeah, one. No, it? Here's a picture of side by side with him and Nikki Six, and, yeah, and, he and says it he says, wears it better. "I wear it better." <laughs> Listen, Mike Denton, you do not wear it better and than Nikki Six. Also Nikki wore Six. it thirty years ago. Just go and just everybody who's listening, just go over and hashtag. Oh, I have a little dick on every single guy. one of his pages. <laughs> Skyless. Seriously, terrible. you laugh about this. We Things I'm said. not expecting Jesse Combs to say. <laughs> yes. All right, put that on the board. <laughs> like the first, oh, look, our own version. Of the podcast. Here's one from his page. Like this isn't. This is exactly what you're talking about. Like here's a girl. Now, granted, the woman in this photo isn't doing many favors for the cause. <laughs> no, she's, she's got some real underboob happening here. And apparently, she's famous though. She used to be like the official starter girl of like oh, really? all the NHR. I think if that's the right. Hopefully, same she didn't person. have to jump and flag at the same time. I don't know. I know. <laughs> it's the 70s. Ooh, she does Maybe. look. She does look quite delicious, but still, that's uh, yeah. More so, embarrassing hashtag. I heart pegging. 
What's pe- oh, do I, should I, am I supposed to know? Do you even, I don't know. I don't know what it is What is either. I heart pegging? Uh, strap on to a male counterpart. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anything. Just everybody just go over and say dirty things to him and hashtag just get him on the same. Oh, he's awful. Oh. So like some dude wrote in and was like, hey, I'm looking at going to schools and I was wondering what your take is on WyoTech. Uh-huh. And I, my response was, I base a lot of my success on the education that I got at WyoTech. Okay. I really do. I owe a lot to WyoTech. And I'm, I'm very grateful for the education I got there. It took me to a whole nother level with my skill sets. That's but like I'm a also, practical wrenching type school, right? Um, well, I have a degree in custom automotive fabrication. So oh, I cool. learned sheet metal shaping, letting, oh, chopping tops, suicide doors. Oh, I mean, neat. How long did that was that program? I went to school for fifteen months, but the the smallest amount is nine months, and that's going to be your core that's program. Intense, though, so yeah. it's going to be um, uh, paint and body, or it's going to be diesel tech, or it's going to be drivetrain. Like uh-huh. you know, and you could you can come out of there and make a living. And you can come out and totally make a living. You can be educated and have a diploma. Yeah. Or a so someone of some asked sort. you about WyoTech. Yeah. So somebody asked me about WyoTech and. And I just said, this is what it is. And he got on there. He got on my public page and he was like, FYO Tech, this is, you know, that's a school for dummies and you should try and go an apprentice okay. for somebody. That's your good. And I was like, I was like, and so I wrote back to the kid. I'm like, don't listen to him. He's an idiot. <laughs> and I'm not a name caller, so I must have been tired. And he's like, you're right. So this literally, this is Uh-oh. what he says. You guys, you guys have to hear this. Okay. I'm an idiot that's well known for. Building very high-end motorcycle choppers <laughs> and professional top fuel slingshot dragsters and nostalgic funny cars. I make you look like a, meridi- a remedial welfare case, kiddo. Aww. You ride on the shoulders of douchebags. I know what I'm talking about, little girl. Go back to school. You think you're something special because desperate... Thirsty losers want to fuck your goofy-looking ass. You're just another wannabe with a helium-annoying wow. voice and a very basic knowledge. I've seen your welding work, and a high school could match you, blah, blah, blah. Have yourself a wonderful day. But then I can go Classy back and gentleman. screenshot all of these things. Like, I want to have naked butthole sex with you, and <laughs> I want to have hot sex with you. So he basically yeah, just called himself a desperate, thirsty loser. Yeah. He's the guy. Why don't you just screenshot that and post that? Uh, you know, it's really hard for me because I have so many young or, kids follow me. Yeah, no, I here's really what you do. Here's a, this looks like a picture of his girlfriend, who I bet you could DM that to. <laughs> it go down the DM. You laugh about this, but... It go down uh, in the DM. There's I, this model. I have it already set together. Yeah, so no, <laughs> just, just keep that one uh, Just keep that one on he's the just, side. He's just you know a shit bag about his ego bruised. He's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you, don't, you don't want this? I, I weld. You you like welding. I like welding. Why we make a baby? Where are you going? It's just it's ridiculous the <laughs> kind brutal. of stuff that we get as yeah. women in the industry. Yeah, and it's and all my friends are the same way. They're just like, oh, we're just over it. Like, can't you just accept it's us constant, for our skill sets right? and for what we know or for what we don't know? Like, mm-hmm. we know we don't know everything. I, think I it's know for a fact. It's, and it's not just you know not just this. I think basically any woman that's got a public facing presence on the internet is screwed. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Well, and what does that do for the other girls that want to get into it? So here are people like me who are fighting for equality in the workplace. And it's not just in the automotive world. It's in the trades world, welding, Mm -hmm. plumbing, construction. Like, I fight for these chicks all the time. And they're never going to have a place because of men like this. Yeah, for the record, this guy's Instagram sucks. Yeah, he's awful, right? This guy's Instagram sucks. (laughs) There's, There's a model. I forget her name, but she was tired of getting messages like this. 
So she screenshot them, then found like sisters and moms. Oh yeah, she'd send them to the guys. And send wives. them and like yeah. and repost like the dick pictures. He would send them or just blow up their spot completely. I, was I like, think it was mostly dick right. pictures. Like, quit the unsolicited. There's dick so picture. many creepy dudes out there. Yeah. Like, stop it, all of you. <laughs> stop it. Just, just stop it. Save that chick's tag because I'll send something. Okay, to her. I'll it find might it be her girlfriend. Yeah, I don't I'll find know, it for but you. either way. But like, that's still like, you, like you don't know these people. You sh- you can't talk that way until like you've had sex once. Yeah, <laughs> then maybe you can send shit like that. Yeah. but that's ridiculous. And but that's I would, not I would something start I want to promote. You know, and I also don't promote like feminist stuff either. Yep. You know, I don't bash dudes. I'm not like women power. I don't do that either because it's nonsense. Like to me, I think we're all equal. Just, like go to work. Yeah. Just go to fucking work. Yeah. Whatever. You want to learn how to weld? Weld. You want to yeah. learn how to race? Go to I guess where, I guess where things are heading is just to... this is the – not awkward. That's, a, that's way too light a word. But now that now the internet exists, this behavior can be put in public – on public display. Right. And so that is causing the change of like, like four other dudes sitting around going, that's really stupid. People should not do that. And then maybe that will reach – and it will just kind of all taper together over a very long period of time. And and we're hopefully well, there's, there's enough <laughs> – Yeah, like even out. So it's just people go to work or they do this thing or they do this hobby and they're just doing that. And no one – you know, it doesn't have the bullshit thrown on it. One but the, you are kind of at the front of it. Yeah. So that you're getting a lot of apples thrown at you, and that sucks. Yeah. Well, and then you know, and then it's sad to say that it goes on the opposite side. Like I'm mentioning all these girls that are riding motorcycles nowadays because it helps their Instagram feed and it's makes Stephanie. them look cool and sexy, but they don't know how to ride, and it's yeah. dangerous. Our uh, our uh, roommate Thad and I lived together, and our third housemate was dating a stripper, and this girl is five foot nothing, five foot nothing, hundred and nothing. All of a sudden, I want to learn motorcycle. Got a motorcycle license. What kind of bike should I buy? It's like Ninja 250. You know what I mean? Or, or the Something 300. Whatever the little, the little bike. Yeah. yeah. She goes, no, I'm going to get a 600. I go, you are going to die. And she goes, but my friend has a 600. Oh, my friend's these girls. You're going to fucking die. Don't. You're No, what are you doing? She's a child as well. She also has a, has a child. Yeah, 19 years old child. And uh, she got a 600. Crashed it uh, within one week. I think it would have been the first day. She went Maybe into a second day. Whiskey throttled into a fence is what I've heard. <laughs> Don't do that. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's totally if, okay to work up to something. If you want to learn how to ride my motorcycles, that's awesome. But go take the class. You know, yeah, really learn sure. how to ride my motorcycles. Get MSF your basics class down. is awesome. Super awesome. And they pay you to go back for follow-ups. Yeah. I think the first one you pay them, but you get a license out of it. Mm-hmm. And then you do like a six-month and then a 12-month and an 18-month follow-up. And they pay you like 50 yeah. or 75 bucks. And I they did provide the motorcycle so you don't have to worry about a motorcycle. Like, <laughs> just go and... Take the class and see if you even like riding motorcycles. Yeah. But it is it's it makes it pains me to see all of these people who don't know how to ride. And it's the same thing like during Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. A whole bunch of idiots decide to rent motorcycles yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just becomes a shit show. And they all rent like seven hundred pound yeah. <laughs> and then they, they put it over on a street with a lot of camber oh, and it just yeah. goes over and I still well, want to go to Sturgis though. Yeah. I still want to go. It's fun. I, I hear it's fun. It really is. It seems like a good time. And this year would be, probably be a good year because it's not like an anniversary year, so it's a little bit more oh, mellow. Oh, it's a little more There's mellow? less traffic. I also hear just those roads up there are great to ride on. That's why it's one of the best motorcycle rallies in the yeah. world. Actually, it's my, it's my home. Dad and I, I have a Ferrari press car right now, mm. it. and we were up in Angel's Forest yesterday, and we saw some guys on baggers go by, and I was like, Thaddeus, we need to go to Eagle Rider and rent some a couple of baggers. 
I've never ridden a Harley, actually, ever. And I would really like to. They're not bad, especially for the longer trips. They're yeah. really comfortable. Make well, good noise. The comfortable one for me is yeah. is like the BMW GS. Those are like, that's really comfortable. The, yeah. The 1200s. It's a different, more upright kind of a <laughs> well, thing. Well, I, I have a fucked up back, so upright is for me is good. But. Well, you can do that on a Harley, too. Yeah. I guess, as long as you don't have... You she's won't have that she's saying don't GS to Sturgis is what that's what oh, the I'm not gonna, say. No, I wouldn't GS to Sturgis, but and your techno fabric <laughs> and your your ultra light camping gear. <laughs> you don't like my you don't like my techno fabric. No, jacket? mad props to you because those are really great bikes. They we are, are good bikes. Um, uh, real deal is building a BMW R9T right now. Which one? What's an R9T? It's more of like a, the sportier kind of a version, lightweight, super balanced, retarded torque. But it's it's so it's the it's the boxer motor because yeah, it's an R. It's boxer motor, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I rode like the R twelve hundred R. Okay. And I didn't love it. It was a weird bike. Just did something about it wasn't right. It's it, like the bike could almost stand up on its own. It's so balanced. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I was like, I could literally just kind of like toss it anywhere and it would just go there. Nice. But the torque in it was insanity. And I think it's because of the, the boxer, The boxer yeah. motors. Yeah, yeah. So when you start it, it's not like you just start vibrating. You literally get your ass shake side yeah, to side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? It's, it's awesome. But downshifting was a, a new deal. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because I'm just used to like my Harley or it just my revs Triumph. up differently and, and it's yeah differently. the way it downshifts it throws the torque in a different oh, way oh yeah it does it, it, it and does so it kind of yeah. oh, it was almost and I was doing it coming off onto an off ramp I was like <laughs> well in case you're wondering if my fucking my masculinity is in check I ride a scooter every day a Yamaha <laughs> Zuma 125 you know I was laughing because I just saw a guy riding a yellow scooter with matching yellow shoes and I'm like I started giggling <laughs> I was like I wonder if that's Matt running away <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I don't have matching shoes. I bought the scooter <laughs> off of Chris. Yep. It was his, and I got it, and I love it. A little Yamaha Zuma. It's awesome for I riding around I have a 69 Vespa. Dude, it's great. I've put 50 miles on it. I really? I, I feel so insignificant. Well, you have a motorcycle, so if you're going yeah. to take the scooter, why wouldn't you take the motorcycle? I, I just use it to run errands and get around town, so for me, it's... It's great, know. though, because that thing is so low-key that you can do 55 everywhere yeah. and nobody pays any attention. Yeah, you're yeah. you're you're invisible in the best way. It's good. And you know, we live in Venice, so the traffic just to go, you just want to go to the store on a Saturday. So it's like and a, a like a proper bike would be just too much for that. Yeah. Yeah. And also I got a Jewish mother. And I had a bike, an SV, <laughs> Suzuki SV, and my mother saw it parked in my garage and broke down in tears. I mean, fully I just saw it Tears immediately. Y'all gonna die. Yeah, but uh, but the scooter, no problem. You riding your scooter this weekend, Matt? That's no problem. What's like, the fucking what's the difference? I don't know. To me, nothing. I'll tell to you her, what the everything. <laughs> well, probably because she knows that you have a heavy throttle in this case hand. I guess I don't really though. Let's not only if I'm ca- on camera. You know how it is. <laughs> when you're working, it's a different story. You got to make it look. Good. I don't know. We were going around. really except for fast. yeah. No, the last two days with the Ferrari, you wouldn't believe the time that I ran from one end of Angela's Crest to the other this morning. It would, which is a timed event, by the way. Which it is <laughs> fully privately. If you look carefully, event. there's a leaderboard. <laughs> Really? No, no. Because <laughs> no. I'm like, how do there's, I get on this? One there probably, carve it there in. probably is one for the snake. Have you seen that's the mess smart. that's been going on up at the snake on Mulholland in the last couple of months? Tell me about it. Well, you know what the snake is, I yeah. imagine, uh, between the rock store and the lookout. And people basically treat that like a racetrack. And they run laps and they time themselves. And it's hundreds of motorcycles and dozens of cars and blah, blah, blah. And the driving over the last year that you witness up there and driving, riding has 
gotten progressively deeper and deeper into awful. So there have been a series of really brutal wrecks. And I don't think there's been any big injuries, but, like, cars are rolling off the fucking cliff or into the cliff. Bikes are low-siding and getting jammed under guardrails. I mean, it's really... So the cops are all over. You, you go up there on a Sunday, and you stand there for five minutes, and you'll see six or seven cops go by. Last it's time... Crazy. I think it, when I was up there with you, the cops came by, and they were actually... Just need an excuse. They started going around and checking everybody's registration. Yeah, they're going around just looking at everyone's license plate, writing tickets for whatever. In fairness, the guy they busted in front of me, his registration was expired by like six months. Yeah. So you should probably register your fucking bike if you're going to go ride in like the most patrolled possible road. Smart guy. Anyway. Oh, I forgot. I've been staring at this thing the whole time. I got to thank. Jesus, I got to remember his name. Uh, Mr. Richter, I don't want of uh, of uh, Pennsylvania. I don't want to uh, to blow up his spot. Sent me March ninety one car and driver, mm-hmm. uh, which is hilarious because it's the the cover is America fights back. Can the U S build super sedans? You bet. And it's the Lumina, Taurus, SHO, and Dodge Shadow SHO Turbo. Was good man. Well, it did win that comparison test. But more importantly, on page one hundred and thirty four, there is a review. Of the R32 Skyline. Nice. It's fantastic. And uh, in this review of the R32 Skyline, it gets gets glowing marks, but I'm going to skip straight to the instrumented test because I've never seen a period instrumented test. Zero to 60, 4.2. Quarter mile, 12.9 at 105. Top speed, 162. Uh, Handling, uh, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, uh, skid pad, 0.88G. This is 1990. And, uh, That's some bad tires from 1990. And yeah, it's so. some shit tires. But uh, uh, where was I, what was I looking at? 0 to 30, 1.3 seconds. Uh, and, and so it was faster than... Wait, here, I have the... I, I, didn't, I didn't want to mark this up, so Back I didn't... Back then, uh, everything. Wait, here we go. Um, so uh, this car <laughs> beat the Porsche Carrera 4, Corvette ZR1, Acura NSX, Lotus Esprit Turbo, Ferrari 348TS. But did, did it beat? Did, but wow. did it beat All the, the Taurus? Did it beat the Taurus? It did not. No, it didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, so you think those comparisons didn't happen? So same this time. review is pretty cool. That four point two to sixty in nineteen ninety is. That's I'm a nuts. press car, and you don't care about clutch longevity. Oh, his, I'm sorry. His name is Robert Young. He got the magazine from his dad. Sorry, I wrote it down. I'm there. shaking my head because I'm annoyed that we are based in California right now. Thank you, Robert Young. I really appreciate the March nineteen ninety one car and driver. Um. Oh, Morocco. We wanted to talk about Morocco. Yeah. What happened in Morocco? Well, in Morocco, which the girls actually just got back, so it's been a year since I've raced, <clears throat> but there's a race called Rally Ayesha the Gazelles. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had... We um, I can't remember oh, her what name. What was her name? We had her on. Jessica. The Jessica. Yes. We had <laughs> Jessica on the program. She was very interesting. Yeah. She's like she's like the, uh, a mirror image of me, and I've never met her. She uh, She's slightly older than you. And she's the one that crashed in... I think Germany. So, I don't. She, she was no, 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 no. That's Jessica Lang. Yes, that's Jessica Lang from like Motor Trend. There's another Jessica. No, no, no. Her name was Jessica. She was driving um, the AEV car, American Expedition Vehicles, which is a Wrangler that has a Hemi conversion in it. She was sponsored Jessica, by them. Or is it Amy? It Amy. might have been. Oh, Amy. Yeah, Amy. Yeah. That sounds right. It was a long time she, ago. Yeah, I'm sorry. she's older. She's from the East Coast. Yes, that's yes. It. yes, Amy. Okay, yes. I apologize. That's that, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I competed the same year that Amy did. Okay. 
And um, I raced with Total Chaos. So Nicole Von Patel, she was the driver, and I navigated. And we basically raced across Morocco for nine days. No no electronics, GPS, right? No electronics, no oh, phone, shit. no computers, yeah. no cameras, like with zoom lenses. No markers to speak of. Yeah, just the emergency oh shit button, right? Yeah. Just in case you're like about to die, they have the emergency come get me button. But then that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Everything else is 1960s hand-drawn maps and compass wow. only. And it's shortest distance, so it's like golf. It's like sailing, but way more fun. <laughs> it's it's clo- closest to as crow flies as possible, yes. really. Yeah. yeah, so the more clo- it's like golf. The more kilometers yeah. you tack on, the worse you're doing. Right. And yeah. all women. All women. That's so where did true. you navigate from to? Uh, we started in Air Food and ended up in Essaouira. So if it's curved. So we went through every one of the sand dunes. Like the top right to the bottom corner? Basically. Middle. Because we, like, we started in Rabat and had okay. to drive through the Atlas Mountains down okay. to Air Food. Okay. And that's where the race kind of started. Okay. But it was all off-road. I mean, if we saw a road, we'd be lucky. But there's awesome. not a lot of roads there's in Morocco. There's not a lot Morocco, of roads anyway, period. right outside the city. Yeah. yeah. So we're driving over mountains and stuff, and you think that there's not going to be any elevation changes, and you drive straight, and you're like, oh, there's a cliff right there. We're going to have to find <laughs> a, a lot, way to get lot of backtracking no and like, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. And if you, you know, like, in certain ways look like you can get up there, but sometimes it's not the case. I mean, all it takes is a little five-foot, you know, sheer wall. And then it's like, well, I guess we're not getting up that or whatever. So yeah. How much was checking route out, turning around, coming back? Was it like trying to find a pass the whole time? or Well, you drive over everything Just and anything. whatever. Whatever. Like if you awesome. need to drive over a rock, you drive over a rock. Uh, okay. You know, if you need to drive off a rocky cliff, you drive off a rocky cliff. So, you know, I found that my off-roading, like my rock crawling experience helped out a lot, which I don't think a lot of those girls have. And then Nicole, her desert racing experience and all her time in the dunes really paid off because yeah. she killed it in the dunes. And these dunes are like glamis on steroids. Just giant. Giant. Dunes. They're huge. Do you have to go like get build some speed to get up that kind of stuff? You yeah. You get stuck if you don't. You don't. Sketchy's They're- getting speed on the way down, though. That's I found that would to be my friend was just part. he's a photographer he's just in Namibia and they have the world's largest sand dune it's a thousand feet it goes from flat to a thousand in one can you slope. drive up it what can you can you drive up it no oh. you just look at it and you go holy <laughs> shit and it's just red but it's like the size of the dunes there is yeah. it's a dune demounted. the size of Palos Verdes yeah do you uh, do you I mean well because I'm interested in Morocco as like a destination is yeah. it like do you get much Morocco, or it could it kind of be any desert anywhere? We did. I got pickpocketed in Rabat. Oh, so you got yeah, so yeah, you got Morocco. And I, and I, and I, and I, kicked, I kicked out the guy's foot because he like my phone was just kind of sticking out of my pocket up front, mm. and I'm eating some garbanzo beans, and they were warm and delicious, and and I'm like do 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 do, just walking through the Medina, and all of a sudden like I'm, I felt it, and I turned around, I was like hell no, and I chased after him, I tripped him, I pushed him down, I was yeah, and I got my phone back, but. That's a country uh, where they used to cut your hands awesome. off for stealing. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I was like, yeah, and they pushed him over and like be embarrassed in front of all of your people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Some gypsy lady in Italy tried to pickpocket me. She had a fake baby, and they try and they try hold like they give like a hold the baby thing, and then like they do that with like one arm, and then their other arm is like going to reach in your pockets. Mm. And my my jacket had zipper pockets, and so like. I could feel her fiddling with the zipper. Right. And I grabbed her arm and I gave her an Indian burn. <laughs> <laughs> and she let out a yip. <laughs> 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 
fucking ran away. I was like, fuck you. This is hilarious. It's like, I fended off a mugger once. I gave him a dead leg. Yeah. Was, what are you going to do? Just like a 60-year-old no, lady. No, I know. Like, yeah, you can't. Face, no, you know? totally. That's just really funny. <laughs> they, like, you reverted back. Like, what's what's acceptable yeah. for this attack? <laughs> yeah. Child seven yeah. Indian burn. Yeah. You know, it's like you got a battery and then back it down by one, mm-hmm. you know? I actually highly suggest traveling to Morocco. Yeah? I really do. It was amazing. The Atlas Mountains are some of the most epic mountains I've ever seen. And I've seen all of the Alps. Like comparable to Andes, Alps, Rockies? Yeah, yeah like the Swiss Alps. I mean, it's like jag- jagged, jetted, rocky awesome. edges. Swiss Alps are We got amazing. caught in a blizzard there. Bitch, really? Yes. In, we're in Africa, and we got Fuck. caught in a snow blizzard. That's weird. They, cl- they shut down the pass. We all had to turn around and go around another way. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. And that was, that was on our way to the beginning of the actual event. Oh, so it wasn't uh, against your kilometers? No, it wasn't okay. during the race. So we, didn't, we didn't, hadn't even gone through our... How many trucks do this? Uh, that year there was about 160. Oh, it's a no, ton. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Worldwide, huh? Yeah. They come from all over? It's, a, it's predominantly a French race. But there, oh. was, yeah, there was Brits there. There was... Can I a support truck? <laughs> there are no support trucks, no but shit. they have mechanics. So every morning, everybody gets up at 4 a.m., Everybody, everybody camps in tents. Everybody gets up at 4 a.m. Everybody goes and eats breakfast. Starting is at 6 a.m. You've got That's when you find out what starting position is, somewhere between 4 and 6. You line your truck up, and you go. And it's funny because you would think that it's like all, all of these trucks kind of starting within the same time, that uh-huh. you will see each other throughout the day. But nobody. there would be hours we wouldn't see Just everybody truck. scatters. Yeah. And but, it's, but everyone and it's has... so uneventful, too. Like... They're like, okay, go. And then you take off maybe 100 yards, and I get out, and I look at my compass, and I'm like, okay, that's we want to go that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you must see a bunch of people for the first 20 or 30 minutes, and then gone, Oof. right? Yes. Kind of. If that, yeah. Is that because you, you, know, you look at a map, and you're deciding, okay, I think this is our best way to go. Someone else has a different idea. Even, even with 150 trucks, there's enough variation in the terrain that and the uh, variation of people's thinking well, I mean, that think they'll about, find different think ways about to go. when we do these 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 road rallies and we cover these i mean there are roads you have to be on the roads yeah. and still you'd see nobody i mean imagine removing the limitation of road yeah but i guess i know? was thinking like you know if, if, if me and you look at a, a map we're on a competing team and it's like okay well that's the that's the shortest route so would would it, would it, the group not all kind of try to follow the same route because that's the shortest as the crow flies? Not everybody is in the same group, so uh, they have okay. different. So they have like group A, B, C, D, E, F, and they have different S. checkpoints. Yep. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's why. so they might mix them up a little bit. Oh, but some of them, uh, most of the time, the checkpoints are in a row. So they'll give you all the checkpoints for the first checkpoint. And so I would just mark them all so I knew which ones not to go to. Oh, okay. And then we go to that one, and then they give us the rest of the checkpoints, and then we have to map it out and Sounds plot it out. brutal. Okay. The one that, the one that really starts this is starting to sound interesting, although I can't come close to affording it, is Peking to Paris. Yeah. Which sounds like super badass. We, I just did this Old video with too. this 240Z Datsun that was prepped for it. Big super swampers and skid plates and a rat. It looked awesome. And I was like, I want to drive that across Asia. I was just stopped at the Wheeler Dealer studio. The, oh, really? The British guys that... I always oh, saw on your sell? Instagram, yeah. yeah Ed and China. Yeah, they're they're doing that race. Are they really? Yeah, they're so excited. I don't know if that's good for them. Well, it is now. It's a long <laughs> race. It's like a month. Was Ed China wearing? Um, what was he wearing? He was wearing his light bulb T-shirt. Okay. That said "Enlighten Me" or something. Okay. Yeah. I saw Ed China in an airport, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I've been watching Wheeler Dealers for a long time, and he was in an airport wearing snakeskin shoes, Versace sunglasses, very expensive looking leather jacket, and had a personal assistant around him. I was like, God, he's ruined. Really? I can't, yeah. Wow. 
No, he, he could be a perfectly nice guy. I'm he, not. I, he's I, the nicest. I'm sure guy. he is. He and seems chill. Yeah, when they were done filming, he came out and wearing like a blue and white Hawaiian shirt. I'm that. sure he's fine, but it, that that image is burned. Uh, I can't. It's it's burned in the nicest memory. guy on the planet. I see, that gives me the image of Michael McKeon and Airheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Prince. By Power the way. Slop. R.I.P. Prince mm-hmm. and China. Who got Farrah fauceted the fuck out today? She by died Prince. two days earlier, though, so it's her fault for not getting discovered until the same day Prince died. It's true. I they, guess that was somewhere like in my neighborhood too. Yeah, you get. I think oh I yeah, see your China lives in Redondo Beach. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because she's next. To, I watch the TMZ video because I check TMZ every morning. <laughs> um, so what happens when you live in LA? You say the in front of the highways and you look at TMZ. Uh, no, nope, nope. Don't check it. Nope. Anyway, I'm with you. So <laughs> wherever there's, I'm like, with you. Okay. Wherever Sorry, there's construction <laughs> along the beachfront, she was in the tall building next to it. Oh, I know exactly what one that yeah, is. That okay. tall building. Yeah. Um, clock's running out. you got to get out of here soon, right? I'm, I'm, yes. You're okay? Um, we got uh, 12 minutes. 12 minutes? Got, Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, you want to hear? Here's a sidetrack, strange story. So my parents are in Italy right now. They're on vacation, which is great. Uh, they went to the Beretta factory in Italy because my dad likes shotguns. And, you mean your uh, mom wasn't the one pulling for that? My mom likes that kind of stuff casually. but So they go to the Beretta factory, and my dad sends me this picture, and he goes, they have a really weird car in front of the Beretta factory. And I go, okay, send me a picture. And he sends me this picture, <laughs> which is a, a, of a Messerschmitt convertible, which appa- is one of these little micro cars, which apparently in the 40s or 50s, Beretta helped build Messerschmitt micro cars. I am not concerned with this. What I see in this picture is a 1989 Chevy Beretta. I knew it. Parked right fucking <laughs> behind it. it. And I go with a little with the the white circle European thing with an eye on. I go, "Is that a Chevy Beretta at the Beretta? What the fuck?" And I'm instantly intrigued as to what is going on. So I look it up. It seems that huge surprise here, Beretta the gun company sued GM when they came out with the Beretta saying, uh, "Hello, we make a good gun, and uh, you make a shit car, and you put our name on it, huh? How about the fuck you, huh? They settled it out of court, and as a as a they settled it out of court, and as a showing of good faith, GM sent over a Chevy Beretta, which is parked in fucking the gun company's lobby to this day with zero miles. I love that. That's that's a show of good faith. But GM's like, we can't sell these things. We, yeah. <laughs> we'll and like Beretta's like, we can't even melt it down and make a good gun out of it. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> leave it out, they, they leave it out front as like a look what they came That'd up. That'd be with. funny if they just crushed it up and made it into a gun and sent it back. <laughs> Here, this is better. But Italy is amazing. Italy is amazing. We filmed three episodes, four episodes in Italy. Of the list? Of the list, yeah. What'd you International do in travel budget? When you guys is Patrick going to get the movie job I want him to get so badly <laughs> so he leaves the list? <laughs> so you can take yes. his place? <laughs> yes. You do? Did you do Marinello in Italy? What did you do in Italy? Uh, we, did, we did driving in Rome. So we had a Fiat, a Barth in Rome. Like an old you, one or a new one? It was a new one. Thank God. Well, it was fun. It was fun, but like, if anyone's ever right. driven in Rome, it's crazy. It is. It's it's madness. It's All of it will drive you so, madness. Basically, drive wherever you can fit. Yeah, and then the scooters, was, dude. Right? Scooters. Well, they yeah. are 
They're, I, they're like New York rats. They drive yeah. on incoming traffic. Yep. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I am grateful for the turbo and I am grateful for the Brembo brakes on that car because <laughs> like we're like, ah! I almost ran over probably eight people because <laughs> they just have a rite of passage where they just step out on the street and they don't look. It's like, like I can just go anywhere. Well, that car's also built to your scale. Country, so. Men over 5'9 can't fit into that car. Patrick is like 6'2", and he drove it just fine. Did he have to open the fucking roof? But he's kind of yeah, thin fine. as well. We, I, I don't. Yeah. I didn't like how the machine. I didn't like that car very much. But, you know, whatever. I, I mean, still, for, for when Rome, in Rome, right? Like, if we were to take it out on the open roads, I probably wouldn't have liked yeah, it. You know, and terrible. I don't like when I look back and there's nothing. There's no car behind right. me. Right. That's it's so Rome weird. sized. Yeah, it is Rome sized. So it works, and and I love like how the smart cars park where the motorcycles park. Yeah, they back up to the curb. <laughs> yeah. That's boss. I'm all about. So you that. get the biggest yeah. ticket here to do. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine trying that in Los Angeles. I thought this was a reasonable place to park, officer. Yeah. You, you, I, you could you get away with that here in a smart I, car? I don't think you could, but you should because cars are getting wider and wider, yeah. and I, it fits. I invent parking spaces for the Fiesta. Ooh, we should get right. two smart car press cars and park both of them and, and see if we get a spot. ticket. And see if we get a ticket. Yeah, because okay. then you're not in between spots. That's a bit. I'm sure yeah. we'll get a ticket because they'll give a ticket to anything. But do you think they'll give fun. a ticket to both? Yes, probably. <laughs> what else did you get to drive in Italy? We uh, drove the Ferrari FF, Ooh. and that was pretty fantastic. Where did you get to drive really, it? Uh, we drove it all the way up this to the countryside? Alps. countryside. Yeah, we took oh. it all the way up to the Alps to the lake. Nice. Uh, we did an we did a drive to the Alps episode with Maserati. Uh huh. And then um, my favorite ever of all the episodes that we have ever, ever, ever done in all the cars I have ever driven would be the Lamborghini Aventador. Really? I, Why so? It just it just brings out so many emotions. <laughs> You're it <does>. Italy, though. <laughs> so it just brings out different emotions in you than it does in me. Seriously, yeah. it's like... It I it was it was just amazing. Maybe it was because we were in Italy. Yeah, were you driving like, the regular or did you drive the SV? We drove the SV. Oh, the SV was much yeah. better. Have you driven a regular yeah. one? Mm. They're pigs. The SV is a lot better. It was just it was so meaty. Like yeah. it, like Looking Meaty's at the car, sitting in the car, driving the car, everything about it just made us feel like bonafide badass. It's quite a ridiculous vehicle. Yeah. It es- was especially in European roads. It's a really big car for European roads. But the Italian Alps are uh, Italian or Swiss Alps, either whichever side of the mountain you're on. Are possibly the best place on earth to drive a sports car. It was still pretty narrow and still yeah. pretty scary. Because even when we'd find some offshoots, it's like, oh, our car barely fit on the road. No, right. it's lane. Yeah, you know, it, they and, love in Italy. If you're driving one of those, though, they're like, hey, you're like you're a super celebrity over there because you don't see them there. They don't. Sell. I think when I was in Italy, I think they told me they sold was it was one percent or half of one percent of Lamborghinis stay in Italy. Like, none of them. Their biggest market is here in L.A. Oh, yeah. No. For sure, bro. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Same sure, thing bro. with Ferrari. <laughs> Have you been I to should the... be, yes, bro. Yes, it yeah, is. Bro. Huh? Have you been to the Ferrari Museum? Uh, no, I've not. I've been to the Lamborghini Museum. It's like you Ferrari walk in Museum. the first room and they give a huge homage to California. Yeah. Because they're basically what put Ferrari on the map. Yeah. Like, I'm for Hey, thank you for all the money. <laughs> yeah. Come in. Uh-huh. But driving uh, driving those cars over there is pretty special. It was really, really special. Yeah. That, that car, like, I, that was the one car that I did not want to give back. Really? I didn't want to give it back. That's I, good. If they gave it to me, I'd take it. They're holding their, uh, we were just looking, they're holding their value pretty well. Yeah. Although Ferretti just brought one for uh, for uh, Beverly Hills Rent-A-Car, 2015, 800 miles on it. I think he's got it for 375 sticker was 480 That's a lot of so. money for a car. So. That's a lot of money for a car, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. 
Of course. Yep. Uh, now, granted, I didn't get to drive it on a track or anything like that. So I drove the SV on a track. It, it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't. Driving it on a track doesn't add much to anything in in terms of road cars. You right. know, this the four eight eight that I have I've, the, right now, the Ferrari four eight eight, which is pot, one of the best cars I've ever driven ever. It's just it's so obscenely fast you can't even fucking fathom how fast it is. It's so fast it made me nauseous. Yeah. How does that, it compare to the six seventy five you had a little while ago? Performance wise, almost the same. Yeah. Easier to live with every day. It's yeah. more of like a normal like you get in that McLaren six seven five and it's like very spaceshipy. Yeah. And you get into the Ferrari and it's it's kind of normal in an, in a ni- in a nice way. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's very special, but shit sort of works how you expect it to. And, like, it doesn't have a nose lift, and it doesn't need one. It's not super low. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the the McLaren's the racier version, and the 488, they'll have a speciality or something. The 488 is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, you cannot believe that they that all it takes to get one of those things is money and not, like, a special license. They really, I mean, the cars are so much faster than any bureaucratic agency and shit ever. Like, it's like with guns, you know what I mean? Second Amendment was written when there were muskets, you know, and now you can buy a Barrett 50 cal, you know, and some and some crazy shit that, like, people probably shouldn't just have access to all the time. And this is kind of like that, where if you have a crash in that car, it's not going to be at 50. It's going to be at 150, because it can get there just like it. But it, I, I say that, meanwhile, it's amazing. They're amazing cars. I ha- I... I... Again, if somebody gave me a Ferrari, I'd totally take it. And FF was pretty cool because you can be like, like, hey, I can have somebody in the back seat with me. They're like comfortable and and surprisingly comfortable, And, you know, it's it's a a lot more luxurious. Whereas, you know, compared to the Lamborghini, it's like they don't do any sound deadening. You know what I mean? Like they want you to feel all of that power. The Aventador still has an iPod 4 connector, you know. (laughs) They they just (laughs) forgot, you know. The Ferrari, you know, they vent the sound into the cab so you can get a little bit of it. But the Mm. rest of it is just so luxurious mm-hmm. and it was it was an amazing car to something drive. about that ff though i mean i'm not a big ferrari guy but that ff is i like the ff a lot gorgeous. It's, it's really really that neat. and they've got the weird thing where they've got two transmissions in it they've got a two-speed in the front and they've got the regular dct well it's got a it. transfer case the for the all-wheel drive system they yeah. run yeah it's it's a weird setup but they it's just a, don't they only have two gears for the front I, yeah you only get four-wheel drive i think in first and second gear and then after that it just becomes rear-wheel drive it's a weird it's a really really bizarre setup and i think the does the prop shaft go through the engine yes it does through the engine block yeah i think the four i think yeah, the front yeah. dip the front drive shaft goes through the middle of the engine it's either block. that or they really run weird. it off the front of the crank i can't remember which it, way what, they it, do it. it's it's very strange setup but it it's a really neat car probably cheap to fix <laughs> <laughs> well if the ferraris they they kind of work now they do they're I mean, not that's a crazy you know, we we've been we poke around on the internet and see what you know stuff is worth all the time and four five eights you see a lot of high mileage cars and they're the the what was the biggest reported problem? The iPod connector. The iPod connector, and I, I did some digging. It, lots of people with hundred thousand plus mile four five eights, and That's a awesome. major service is three thousand bucks. That's like the what full is, shebang. Are you serious? Yeah, because it used to be cheap. like fifteen thousand dollars to get a Ferrari serviced. Yeah. Now it's like the major annual service is three thousand bucks. Wow. It's worth if you do the years. math out. If you assuming, of course, you have this money to begin with. Buying a brand new Ferrari, if you can get one at sticker, and putting a hundred thousand miles on it in three years is actually the most cost-effective way to to own and drive one of those cars, because they have the the unlimited mile warranty and service for like three years. 
So mm-hmm. like just fuck, just rack you, them you up. You can extend it to you're twelve, covered, and you're covered. That's great. The four five eight was the first car I ever drove over two hundred miles an hour in. Did you get two hit two hundred in a four five eight? I did two eleven. Really? Yeah. Jesus. And they're only rated for like two oh four. Yeah. Where, where was that? We got a special version. No, it was the the wind was right mm-hmm. and it was downslope. It was at the Mojave Spaceport to try. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it was with the two hundred mile an hour club. That deal. place is a bitch to shoot, man. They're they're it's, it's tough there. there. It's really tough. But we were rules. with that group of people that travel uh, around the driver's experience or something. Oh like yeah, that. it's like uh, it's like uh, exotics racing, but on a runway. And yeah, you go to, yeah, yeah. You can watch that episode if you want online, and you will see me drive it off the end of the runway. Did you did you overshoot <laughs> it? Well, because I think. This is my theory, is that <laughs> the instructor was really pushing me. So he was still pushing me into the braking zone. Okay. And granted, I didn't hit the brakes hard enough, but I didn't realize how hard I really needed to yeah. be on the brakes. Like, I should have had my ass up off the ground, foot to the floor, right. braking. And I didn't. And you don't realize. It comes up quick, the end of that runway. It comes up so fast. Yeah, yeah. So fast. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't want to blame it on anything. But what I do blame is that my off-road experience saved the car. <laughs> there was, kept choices. There kept was, it straight. You didn't get into a roll. There was no damage to the car. That's and they good. were so mad at me for like five minutes and they're like nothing is wrong with the car oh, perfect <laughs> it had, did the car have ceramics on it uh, do you remember I don't remember the Ferrari ceramic brakes which I can tell you from driving this one the pedal feel is it's interesting it takes some getting used to it's not like other cars because you press it and immediately it feels like it's got some bite but if you really want to stop the car, you really got to get into the pedal. Like It's like initial bite and then kind of nothing and then a bunch at the end. But you have to press the pedal really so hard. When we yeah. saw the uh, the rocks in the middle of the road at like 100 miles Oh, man, yeah. Thad, Thad, uh, Thad had a go in the 488 yesterday. We're coming down Angeles Crest whipping. He's driving. And there was just like Forward. five, six, you know, cantaloupe-sized rocks like had come down. And Thad did a full ABS panic stop with a weave through the rocks. Clean. Totally clean. Do you have to go in the other lane? No. Oh, it's just they were, they were spaced out where you could They were kinda... just – they were the right little baby slalom. Wow. Yeah, it was like right wheel into the shoulder and then through. And then guess what? Uh, today, drove the same route. They were still there. And I and I had to do a full ABS. Did you forget stop, about them? <laughs> and I had to swerve had to swerve into the other lane to get around them. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. Wow. Um, you need to know how to drive a motorcycle. You got to stand up the bike correctly. Get through that shit. Yeah, no. Most actually, would, uh, right. And you can probably back this up. Riding motorcycles tells you a lot about driving cars. Weight transfer. The, the grip, the line, the balance, especially when you have front and rear independent brakes. Yes. When you have that and you really can tell where your weight is going and dragging the rear brake and stuff like that, you learn so much about driving cars from riding bikes. So much. And I think the number one thing that I teach everybody when they're st- first riding a motorcycle is your eye line. Like, where are you looking? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's for some odd routes. reason, you will go right towards it. You're gonna go right at it, and they yeah. just don't get it. And it's like, no, you want to like look through the turn, around the turn. Like if you want to hit the tree, look at the tree. You yeah. want to hit the pothole, look at the pothole. You want to hit the curb, hit you know, look at it. Uh-huh. But then, and then like when I tell them the op, when I tell them that, they're like, ah, oh, that totally makes sense. But it's there's I don't understand why it's so different on a motorcycle versus a car. It's not that different because you see people on the highway all the time. You can tell when they're checking their blind spot because their car moves with their head. 
Yeah, it's well, just, that's how I ride. I literally look at yeah. the head of the driver yeah, in the cars yeah. in front of you gotta, me. You ride right in that mirror and see where that guy's head and is people going. People drift yeah. before they do anything, too, often. Yeah, right? yeah. You'll see him start creeping, and then they'll get like halfway through, then put on their turn signal, yeah. Yeah. then change the lane. Yeah. Well, that's it's just like, patented Los Angeles driving. Riding, uh, riding motorcycles teaches you so much about driving cars. The the uh, Everybody should. The move I really enjoyed while I was in Dubai was the, the, the lane check, because it's, it's aggressive, passive driving. So it's packed but fast traffic. So these guys would like half swerve in your lane to see if you move. And if you move, then they change lanes. So they kind of do like a half. No like sign of check. weakness, it's bro. Like they're checking your limit. Blinker like a, is sign of weakness. You don't yeah, do I didn't use turn signals for six weeks. It was great. <laughs> but they, they check and see how willing you are to submit to their move. So if you stay, they don't cut you off. But if you move a little bit. Then they definitely cut you off. I'll keep that in mind if I ever yeah, make it to Dubai. It's crazy. It's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> that does not. Like your idea of fun is different than my idea of fun. And then you floor it and you race between <laughs> uh, speed limit cameras. My idea of fun is driving over 400 miles an hour. That's my idea. Yeah. Of fun. Well, you're in a rare club there. I am. I really am. There's like you. Yeah. And then a yep. couple, <laughs> you and like you and three dudes. person. I, I mean, know. there's that team that's making the what is it? The next Bloodhound, but it's it's you know it's four years out from being done. I mean, so it's in they're building it. They right? say but, they claim it's a year, but every year it's another year. So we'll see how it goes. The good thing about the North American Eagles is that we're ready to race. We're just looking for funding. So. Where can people donate? Can people donate? What do they? Yeah, do? you can go to the website. There's a donate button there. What's the, what's the website? Landspeed.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's an easy one. Yeah, we got lucky with that one. <laughs> yeah, probably because <laughs> that our domain entire name team is, is probably worth more than the car. Well, you know, again, we're full of Boeing engineers and mechanics uh, yeah. and techies. So when URLs came out, they're yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, let's get Landspeed.com," <laughs> and somehow they secured it. And, See, oh, and I thought I was wow. lucky to pick up Flock of Retards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did actually buy FlockofRetards.com. <laughs> uh, there's a the, the domain name thing is a crazy thing is a crazy business. You know it really that is. Business? There's these guys that. That I know who I don't want to call friends because they're not because they're assholes. But they they are now dealing in random four letter domain names, and they but they trade these things basically like stocks, and mm-hmm. just just banking on the fact that sooner or later that will be an acronym for something. So first it was you know real words, and then it was common combinations of real words, and then it was now and then it was three letter acronym. Now they're in four and five letter. Just letter, random letter combinations. We had to pay, I think it was a hundred and twelve grand for Glossy dot com. Yeah, we bought it. That, and that seems even low. When was that? Five six years ago. Yeah. See, that's that seems even that seems pretty yeah, low. Arbitrage on that stuff is big business. Yeah. It's uh, it's a very interesting and strange business. It's horrible. I'm helping my I'm sister sure. try and come up with the URL, and it's just like it's tough. And, and, yeah, and she's like, "Oh, that one only costs eighteen thousand dollars." And the four letter acronym. Yeah. <laughs> we I spent a lot, when we came up with the smoking tire. I I spent a lot of time trying different stuff, and it was like. Before we, I even thought of the smoking tire, but it was like, no, that one needs a hyphen, and that one needs an underscore, and that one has a number in it. And it's like, no, it's got to be like in plain English with no weird, you know, uh, with no weird punctuation, and it's, it's tough. And what's your theory on the whole new like dot ninja dot worthless doctor dot worthless. whatever? I have to worthless. buy a lot of these for for work, and it's just worthless. Your best bet. Get yourself to thesaurus.com and just start looking up alternate words, and that's how I score everything now. Really? Yeah. Huh. Now you're giving away your strategy on the internet. Yeah. 
Whatever. Somebody else has figured the, it out. The, the dot com is still the king, for yeah. sure. I agree. Yeah. Dot co is worthwhile now, though. Oh, is it? It is. Just the co. Yeah. What? what what's the difference between dot co and dot com? Uh, There's no M. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's one letter shorter. <laughs> for whatever reason, it's it's close enough that people went, okay, that sounds valid, and it's just. It works now. It's all a thing. Right. What I've seen is a lot of people bought domains like NBC.co, and then it's all satire. So it's satire news. Oh, yeah. But it looks really, really close, and they designed oh, the page. Oh, yeah. There was remember. some article that got us, kind yeah. of, or got somebody. It got me and you, and it happens now and then. I and now I look it was, at it, and if it says CO, I'm, I don't believe it. It was definitely it, but... not NBC's website. It nope. was like. Maybe it wasn't NBC, but it was. It looked. It was just something like, like that, it, like yeah, big yeah, company yeah. with graphics and stuff, and it was a .co thing. Uh, what's next? Where are you off to? Uh, it sounds like we're. I'm going to be doing the Great Race this year. What's the Great Race? It's a whole bunch of vintage cars that oh, cool. kind of rally across America with analog clocks. Oh, it's really? The easiest way to explain it, yes. Wait, like carrying an analog clock? Like you start your timer and you have to transport this clock. Yes. I hope it's big. I hope it's, it's like a yeah. giant. Some, I, it's like I've an seen armoire. photos that have really big clocks on really? them. Really? What are you driving? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We were going to. Why do you source a car for something? Like, can you, uh, excuse me, can I borrow your 1930 whatever and for to put 3,000 miles on it? Well, they asked me to be the Grand Marshal and oh. it started there. So I was going to do that. And okay. then they're like, if you want to compete, we'll source a car for you. And oh, then at yes. the end of it, they're like, if you want to film an episode of The List. Yeah, that's, so a, that's I, really what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So they I convinced Patrick an inch, to co drive with inch, me. Give you an inch. Yeah. yeah. So I convinced Patrick to co drive with me because it's over a week long of a race. Brutal, though. Yeah. That's a lot of time with you. It, Are you, have you, like a have you requested a specific vehicle? No, I'm okay with whatever. I really am. Something like, with a closed top, maybe? That would be really nice, yeah. especially considering the weather that time of year. What's, yeah. uh, what are, what are the, the age limit? What's the, the pre-1960 or something like that? Uh, I would have to look into it, but uh, it's like thegreatrace.com if anybody wants to look okay. like that. I wonder if it's like the Mil- yeah. Milniglia kind of thing. Or um, we're like going to be going to Europe. Nice. To film for the list, so we had a few episodes over there. Or, I, excuse me, not Europe, the UK. That's not Europe. I know. Certainly I, not Europe. Uh, yeah, whatever. And then, uh, <laughs> what else? We are planning on, I'm hopefully going to be racing the Unlimited class in King of the Hammers next year, so cool. we can go play with the big boys. Nice. The big thing for me is just to finish, and I finally have a car that is capable of finishing. In a are you going to race this car in the Unlimited class? Yeah, so we're just going to put on bigger tires. That's it? That's the only difference? Yep. Awesome. Really? Yep. Because it's unlimited, so you can do whatever car you want. And you don't have to build oh. 12,000 horsepower into these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that not helpful? Is it beyond a certain amount of power in King of the Hammers? Is it just like whatever? I mean, we've talked about putting in an LS8. I mean, the, the guys that are highly competitive, yeah. they got big motors, but the thing about that race is and it's endurance race. So right. if you're blowing up your motor, you're breaking parts, or you have you too much horsepower for your driving is your, side. Uh, is your quote jeep just an e-rod just a crate motor ls3 crate motor pretty much i mean we put some love into it but pretty much yeah but like it's gonna work yeah most of the time yeah, it's, it's, it's solid it's 480 reliable. when gm ships it to you yeah that sounds yeah. great and we never even talked about baja Fuck. did you guys ever see those pictures well, of if baja? you did less I mean, stuff we just mean, yeah, if you didn't <laughs> race you have to come back <laughs> i know you have too many things to talk about yeah i went down and i raced with Paige soren pistol pete's daughter and um it was it was crazy. We pre-ran the whole thing in a razor. In a, oh, the whole thing in a razor. Wow. Whole thing in a razor. Oh. And um, the for me, the whole bottom side was just like sheared. I should I don't want to say sheared off, but I it, it was missing a lot of parts underneath. <laughs> 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 a, lot, a lot of scrapes, a lot of bolt heads gone. You know. No skid plates on the razor. There, but there was, was stock, so it was like oh, plastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so how does, what's the pre-running protocol like you do like 100 miles and chill or do whatever you want and just kind of 
Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Say, okay, we're going to do this. The only thing is I think they don't open up the first 40 miles. So the first 40 miles are the top secret. Okay. Then after that, you can just kind of follow a trail and see. Follow your GPS, follow your course, make your notes, do that whole thing. How far in advance do you do that before the race? Do you- um, I think they release the course like two or three weeks, maybe even okay. a month in advance. And it's like recce style, so you can't do it in your competition vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can if you want oh, you to. Can? Oh, But most people don't because they want their race car to be ready for right. race. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, That's like why a lot of them... If it, was, if it was rally, you know, you can't and do it in this is where the whole vehicle. pre-runner idea comes from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. And then, uh, so I was supposed to get in at race mile 200. But Paige's co-driver at the start of the race got over it at race mile 80, so I hopped in and co-drove. Got and over am, it? Who gets she was, over she it? Was just, she was a, done. I, she, she was sick. She wanted to be done. She just was over it. What so it was her 15-year-old little sister. I don't oh. know if that has anything it's to do with it. She's a 15-year-old? Oh, okay. it was, all these girls, are, these girls are really <laughs> rad, though. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, we, uh, so I got in at race mile 80, and then that's right around when dusk was coming in, and we're on the coastline, and the air was thick, and there's a lot of moisture in the air. and the dust, We're still kind of up in the front, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of dust lingering in the air, like wiping our helmets because oh, with mud. And somehow, I, I swear, I, I had just finished. I'm like, you're perfectly on course. You're doing great. And she turns right. And we went right, and we literally drove into a ginormous crack. Oh. Does anybody have seen these photos? No. It was like one of the most no. circulated photos in Baja 1000 this year. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But Didn't it literally, it. like, truck da- I mean, it went down and then went that past up over tea kettle. I mean, really? it was like, Man. Inverted. Yeah, totally Did you winch out of it? Or it- uh, yeah. Well, that's what I ended up doing. Thankfully, there were some drunk dudes there that had a Jeep with a winch. That's, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's bad. It's Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not good. In the middle of the night? That's me. That's the picture of me talking. But look how foggy it is. Yeah. So the visibility. Oh, describe yeah. Uh, describe the audience. Uh, basically, the car is inverted, but your back wheels are actually more at like 1 o'clock. And so your uh, right front's not looking good there. No. That didn't. Not at all. Was that, was that a game over? No. That <laughs> so, was not game over? So we winched ourselves out. I got the truck mostly torn apart. By the time the chase team came, they showed up with the welders, the grinders, a new lower A-arm, and we replaced everything, fixed the bulkhead, zip-tied all of, zip-tied all of the fiberglass. Is the A-arm the only thing that, that was the major fail point? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's yeah. Cool. Did you guys slow down at all before Dude. you hit it? or We were already going slow. So we, we yeah. weren't even injured at all. The truck took most of the damage. Like we didn't. So that's like a ten mile an hour crash. I, I we were probably maybe going like twenty five thirty. Oh man! But that's a big hole to that's fall. That's a big into hole to fall, fall into. And imagine yeah. if like you're driving down the street at thirty, then suddenly you were face down. Yeah, it's like those earthquake down. fucking apocalypse shit. Or the sinkholes in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Eat cars. That's so, crazy. So get this: five hour downtime, and we still finish second. Yeah, that's how crazy. That that's how gnarly that race is. Dude, yeah. I drove for pretty much 14 hours straight after that because she was like, she needed to take a break. Yeah. So I drove all the way to the point of where I was supposed to get out. I drove all through the night. Drove, I mean, just drove, drove, so drove. Just on pure adrenaline, though, at that point, and just yeah. violence. Do you, of, well, yeah, I'm yeah. not sleepy at like 4 o'clock in the morning. You get tired, like, because I mean, does adrenaline wane? If, 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 if the section slows down at all, is that. Almost like your body immediately sees a window and it's like, ooh, we can rest a little bit. And then you're like, oh, shit, try to get tired. I mean, like at pit stops, I wasn't in any major hurry. I was actually getting out of the truck and going to the bathroom and getting back in the truck and bottling it. I'm like, can I eat anything, guys? There wasn't a major hurry because we knew that we were so far behind already, so we weren't going to win. But now that I think about it, we only were 45 minutes behind first place. That's pretty close for a. That's pretty close for five hours a day. Yeah, he, he must have had a couple struggles. And if we had one penalty one more penalty i should say because we got a couple penalties 
we would have DNF'd. We won by seven minutes and 47 seconds before the timeout. Oof. Wow. Like, we Crazy. were that close. So, so you have second was seven minutes before the time ran out. Yeah. We were the last vehicle to cross the finish line. You know, really? I don't think I've ever talked yeah. to anybody that came from the last vehicle to cross the finish line for second place. For second place. Dude, it just goes to so show bad. that anything yeah, can yeah. happen in Baja. So, like, yeah. anybody's like, oh, we're not going to win. It's like it's, it really doesn't matter about winning. It's all about finishing because yeah. we finished and we still did really well. That's did awesome. you have any other major issues? With the truck? No, or I got just the no one arm and... I mean, I got stuck in some silt beds because my section yeah. went through every single silt bed on the peninsula. <laughs> Damn you, Dick. The, well, the, the race coordinator, his name is Dick Gray. And so the whole time I'm like, that's you, <laughs> Dick. Dick. <laughs> but uh, silt beds, I got stuck in one silt bed. But there's some of the gnarly silt beds where everybody was stuck and yeah. I just charged it. And we're only, like, our truck only had a four-cylinder Ecotec. Oh, is that it? So I didn't have a lot of balls. So yeah. I was like just banking on like just keep my foot to the floor. Throttle out? Yep. That's what What's more okay. fun, King of Hammers or Baja? <sighs> That's a really hard one. Um, I think uh, King of the Hammers because it's short. Like you can see the beginning of the day and the end of the day. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's almost okay. like a sprint race compared to Baja mm-hmm. 1000. I love the 1000 because you see so many different sceneries and so much different terrain. It's it's diff- it's constantly changing. You never know if you're going to be hard pack, soft pack, sand, silt, rock. I mean, you you honestly don't know. Whereas at King of the Hammers, you know it's going to be pretty much dirt, really shitty whoops, and rocks. Mm-hmm. So with Baja, like how crushed are you physically after that? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to be done, right? I could barely walk. I drove a total of 16 hours on that one, and I could barely walk when I was done. Like, somebody wanted me to squat in front of the car to take a picture, and I was <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to be able to get back I'll up squat, if I but do I'm that. not getting back up yeah. afterwards. And I had yeah. to, like, walk back to the hotel, and I was like, somebody give me a piggyback ride. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on my bucket list for sure. I'm sure it's brutal, but, man, it just looks so awesome, just flat I, out and over so much stuff for so long and just crazy and jumps and all everything i have really big plans for um 2017 will you be one of my co-drivers and because of your humor i want you that like in the <laughs> middle of the night where things get really boring and you can just make jokes like i will that. totally do that that's, absolutely that's save now. if yeah. you crash because i make a joke that's not on me that's on you no 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 no. i mean you can't really mess up to be honest yeah well, at that we'll point in time like, <laughs> like just because that's the point in time where you really need like stories or you need something to keep your brain activated because you really yeah. want to take a nap and so and until the once the sun rises it's like game on again yeah, yeah you yeah. know it's like a whole new race it's totally crazy but that time of like midnight to sunrise is that's the, the witching hour part. man when yeah. all kinds of shit goes wrong and like that two to sunrise time yeah like cause normally people can stay up to like 2 a.m yeah but after 4 a.m yeah. 4 30 and you've been up all day that's when that's i need true. stories Ooh. and jokes and laughing and like seeing anything anything other than left right right yeah. r three r two you know like anything and wide st- open you got a stereo in there can you bump it a little bit keep no. it going oh <laughs> like uh our buddies cliff uh, so we were at king of hammers two years ago filming was it Team name, uh, the NorCal boys. Yeah, the NorCal. Yeah, Cliff, and they have the, they have music blasting. The iPod. They, they have the every best pit playlist. They're just ever. smiling. They're just like, "What's up?" And you're like, "How you do?" Like Bluetooth tires. <laughs> they're just like much on power bars, and then they like hit play, and Black Sabbath comes on, and then like they'll the leave best. playing like you know mariachi music. <laughs> they are the the nicest dudes ever. They're, Go they're team, so much awesome. Fun. I love those guys. Yeah. Love them. We got to uh, we got to wrap this guy up yeah. here. You got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I'll still be on time. 
You'll be good. Yeah. Where you got to go? <laughs> Literally, it's just on the other side of 405. Oh, really? And, I didn't oh. realize it until I got here, until oh. I was getting off on Jefferson. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. It's like a half a mile. I just go the other yeah. way. Money. Easy. Yeah. Brilliant. Over Brilliant. in that whole corporate area where I get lost almost every single time. Oh, like by the mall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Behind uh, the mall? Behind the mall? Yeah, it all looks the same. It's yeah, that was where my old office was. I yeah. almost lose track of where the office was. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. The same. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having to me see back, ya. guys. Yeah. We'll have to have you back one more time again once you return from your travels. Yeah. Uh, we return from our travels. And hopefully we're going to set another land speed record this year. Ooh. Crossing our fingers. What's the, current, what's the current 440? Well, Four? my, my top speed is 440. My current record is 398 because it's the Because it's the both directions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm trying to break five. 12 to be the fastest woman uh, on earth. Ooh. In the same car? In the same car. And that's a lot more power. That, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. How Five many people have gone faster than that, like, to throw away the whole the woman record thing? Like, I honestly, I haven't counted. I've asked myself the same question, but I've never gone and do, done I think the I mean, it, it can't be many. I think it's, it's right? not many. It's, it's not maybe many. five or six. Um, let's Less see. than 20. Awesome. Land sure. records. Yeah. That's super cool. That's nuts. I bet we could find out right now. Over 400, maybe? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Well, that's women's land speed. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Um, all right. Speed, 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 speeds. 120. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through history here. It's way at the bottom. Uh, working my way through history. Okay. The fast ones. Oh, oh, there's a few. What was what was it? Faster than 512? Is that what we're going for? Uh, 512 is what I'm trying to break. Yeah. Okay, so if you were to break 512, let's just say, let's say you you did. She five, will break. Let's say you did 513. Let's just for positive, for argument's sake, if you did 513, you would be one, two, three, four, five. The seventh fastest human of all time. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. But if so you go five eleven, there's forty of you. The <laughs> records. There's a. There's a. Let's see. Fa, Craig Breedlove. Well, of course. actually, do we want to count? Wait, wait. Okay, hang on a second. Oh, he's got because two. there are multiple. So Craig Breedlove has um, has gone. Wait, uh, one mile. Sorry, Craig Breedlove did five fifty five and then six hundred. In Spirit of America, Sonic One. I feel like you get rid of the five fifty five. Yeah. And once you're six say, feet tall, you no longer okay, count five feet tall. All right. Just, so you would be the fourth fastest person <laughs> of all time because Craig Breedlove has two. Gary Gabalich, if you pronounce it that way, the Blue Flame was a six hundred and thirty mile an hour, and then Richard Noble and Andy Green. That's it. Wow. That is it. How many people have driven faster than four forty? Uh, on this Quite particular, let me, I'll tell you, hang on, I was just here. Um, that's pretty that's, cool. That's, that's all of that's them, except for one, that's, except for one more. Um, so how was your weekend? Craig, no, the I, other one was I'm Craig I'm the fourth Breedlove. fastest person in the Oh, the guy named, <laughs> it's no big deal. One, uh, one, two, There's more people have been four, to the 40? moon than have driven over Same. that speed. Because exactly I think the same. moon's safer. Really? At four, four, <laughs> so technically I'm still one, on the fifth fastest, fastest one, person on the earth. One, two, three, you are the fifth fastest person on the planet. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, if there's four, anybody out there who's driven faster, I'd love to hear about it. Faster than <laughs> four. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get comments on that all I the time. I think people <laughs> tell other people when they do that kind of you stuff. Know what? <laughs> you know I got a Supra 2J, bro. It goes. We'll get one call from Banks' PR guy going, yeah. we got a fi- We got yeah. an issue with Gail, this. Yeah. Gail got a thing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming down. Uh, awesome. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. What, it's just, it's just the Jesse Combs? The Jesse Combs on Twitter and Instagram and then Facebook. Facebook is the, the the Jesse Combs official. 
And what was the... Uh, the website is jessiecombs.com. No, no, the other... What we talked about after the break. The, Landspeed? Uh, no, I am no, the, the real deal.com. The real... I am the real oh, I am the real deal.com. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I am the real deal.com. All right. Devin underscore arc underscore... <laughs> and, and, and just so you guys know, you got to spell my name right. It's J-E-S-S-I. Mm-hmm. No E. No E. C-O-M-B-S, like multiple combs that you comb your hair with. You've got to <laughs> explain that one out. Yeah. I know so how it goes. So jessiecombs.com. And from there, you can find everything else, too. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, the Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own podcast. You should have a podcast. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. You just need a computer, an internet connection, maybe a microphone. And, uh, of course, follow us in all the usual places, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Leave us a comment on iTunes to keep us high in the rankings. And uh, I'll see you all later. Bye. <laughs>